Things can get pretty rough out there. Couldn't get my hands on any cigarettes, but I did make you a shiv out of an old knife. You don't make a shiv out of a knife. Yeah, you make a shiv out of a rusty spoon or a shard of glass. Or human femur. Exactly. Be creative. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day... Somebody's gonna have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. I don't care what the unemployment rate's gonna be. It doesn't matter to me. My campaign doesn't hinge on unemployment rates and growth rates. How am I supposed to explain to my child that two men are getting married? I don't know. If you're a shitty kid, you fucking tell him. Why is that anyone else's problem? Are you serious? It's so fucking stupid, isn't it? Raise taxes on people. That's not the way. Corporations are people, my friend. We can raise taxes on... Of course they are. Everything corporations earn ultimately goes to people. So, where do you think it goes? Whose pockets? I can report to the American people and to the world. The United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of Al-Qaeda. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Heaven is just another lie. And if you believe it, you're an idiot. All right. Yeah. How about that? You're just an idiot. I don't see any audio on that at all. Not a bit. Fuck. All right. How about that? Now That's much audio. better. What the Yay, fuck? Yay! We're live, <sighs> and we can do this. That almost worked. Didn't no, it? it was good. That Don't almost worry about worked. It, man. it was fine. Uh, it was fine. We're just this two-bit operation. Yeah, only two hundred twenty-four episodes. Yeah, going. that's all. Um, and you, have you a... disappeared out of the uh, viewer thing there too. So what do you mean? I, I, I don't see you as a viewer. Oh, anymore. I'm still there. <laughs> so anyway, there. Um, the microphone is completely obscuring oh, your face like a giant me... Muppet penis. It's a big so Muppet penis. No one can see you. That's right. There's not much to see. <laughs> As people can see, maybe. Um, we change things a little we, bit. We have a new Yeah, we, a yeah, new we change things. You change things. You, uh, no, no, no. That's not even what I'm going for. Uh, what I mean, I mean is... It up. Um, in the back there, let's see. How do, how do I need to move? Okay, see this. Uh, it's over there. You can't. They can't. That, oh, there it see is. See that it's tripod the, the right tripod. there? Um, it's the other tripod yeah. in the room. <laughs> I can say so myself. I didn't know you were a midget. Hey. Um, that, as I was trying to hook it up to the Firewire cable, it fell over and the autofocus on the camera broke. Um, which is a bad thing and is is a good thing at the same time. It's a bad thing because that was our video camera. Uh, but I have a camera too. So. <laughs> right. But it's a good thing because the 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 depth on the thing where where it, it just couldn't we couldn't put it back far enough yeah. to get wide enough for it to, you know, and Scott can take that for what he wants. Um sometimes you can't just just can't go far enough. But what I, what I ended up doing was um buying an Xbox $9 used um, whatever Microsoft Vision camera. I'm not seeing us on the thing. And uh, On my, th- my thing because it's telling me to check my network settings. 
but oh. I'm sure that we're fine. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm monitoring sure it. Um, I think it's just mostly over here. here so, so. Uh, Mel, you're back in the in the viewers. But anyway, so I bought this 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 crappy little camera, and it's a much better angle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You're it's it's so this weird kind of. You're way up in front. I'm way in the back. You're a hobbit. I am. And you shall not pass. I, that's what I used to hear in gym class. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I didn't go to gym class. <clears throat> yeah, because what does gym know? Right. So, um, fuck. All right. So, so hey, did we turn sensor? Can we turn sensor? The sensor's down? already off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because so, Jay apparently was swearing or something. Yeah, and that reminded me to turn it off. So oh, okay, this good. is episode two twenty four of Are You Serious? Do you believe that two hundred twenty four no, times I, we've done this? This is ridiculous. I can't uh, honestly. What a colossal waste use, of fucking. I was going to say use of time. <laughs> I wasn't going to say waste. Because no, it's it's it's, it's a, not. It's, it's fun. It's a waste of time. Really, it's uh. We're contributing something to somebody. I don't know. You know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It gives you people. Like it I gives... look like an Armenian gangster. You do. Don't you I? do. You no. look like the guy like on uh, sell... Two Broke oh, Girls. I want to. <laughs> I want to sell you cologne <laughs> and, and and tickets to Azerbaijan. Oh jeez, yeah. Because how often do you get to say Azerbaijan? Well, as much as cases. you can work it into I a conversation, not, right? I am not Christian. I'm on poor saying Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you said you had uh, a movie you wanted to talk about. I do. I saw um, Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. And I was super impressed. Really? I was super, super impressed. All right, so who's in that? Some girl that I don't really care about. Jennifer Lawrence. Much. There you go. Um, she's great. <laughs> she's fantastic. Pay attention to her because she's... She's fantastic. She right. got that Academy Award. Was she nominated or did she win? Somebody out there might know. I have no idea. Um, for Winter's Bone, not the porn version, which is Winter's Boning. Um, yeah. She I was, heard that was good. She was fine in, in Hunger Games. But this, she actually acted. She did a fantastic I job. Think, I think Hunger Games is actually doing her a disservice. I think that if she didn't do this, then it would do her a disservice, much in the same way that... Okay, all right, I got you. Like, if she got too deep into the Hunger Games without doing something like this, yeah. then fine. I mean, there's only three Hunger Games. It'll, there'll only be three Hunger Games I movies. I guarantee you there'll be four. So, they'll, they'll break the last one up. That's what they do with all the stuff. Yeah, I guess. No need to. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't read this. Well, the, of course, the, then they break the Hobbit book, up into so. three. But I, I saw pictures from this new one. And um, it's like, oh, look, she's in a swimsuit. I'm like, uh, uh, not a swimsuit, a wetsuit. And I'm like. What do you it, mean? Who's in a wetsuit? What's her face? From uh, Jennifer Lawrence. In what? In the next Hunger Games. There was like set is shots she? and stuff. Oh. It's like, oh, she has a bow and arrow. Yeah, no shit. So what? Um, but anyway, know. this movie was, it was it was re really, really well done. Robert De Niro is in it. Bradley Cooper is, is in this, it. Is this one of like De Niro's like, he finally made a good movie kind of roles from like making up for the last. 10 years of his career. No, I think I think that Robert De Niro can do pretty much <laughs> can do pretty much anything. Um Where's that Jack Nicholson up? Good night, Bree. Good night. Well, Bree's, hey, thanks for hanging Bree's, out for like Bree's 7 minutes. I know, right? Lazy so, asshole. Um, so, um <laughs> But anyway, Bradley Cooper dick? actually acted I mean, I found myself going. Well, see, that, Bradley Cooper really for me he did the, a great job. What else me, have we seen him in? A Team and The Hangover. But for, for me, the the thing is like Bradley Cooper's like 
he's like the the B actor Matthew McConaughey, which so it's like Bradley Cooper. Who cares? No, but you know what though? This, but nobody's given him a chance. But you know what? what but, I but what I think is going to happen is that. After this, I also heard that he was good in Limitless, which I didn't see. Oh, what yeah, I think yeah. is going to happen is okay. um, he's going to sort of go the route, hopefully, uh-huh. because he, he he showed some real talent in this. Okay. Um, and yeah, he's a pretty boy, that whole kind of thing. Well, but it'll, I think it'll, it'll end up being like, oh, he I, – I hope what will happen is that if he keeps continuing to do good work like this – It'll, you know, they'll look back at his career and go, oh, whew, he dodged the Matthew McConaughey bullet. Okay, seriously. <laughs> no, yeah. Because Matthew McConaughey that. is, quite frankly, one note and a ripped shirt off. Yeah. Really, that, that's it. And he had, I can't think of anything where Matthew McConaughey was, like, an actor. Oh, an actor? An actual actor? Yeah. Maybe that, was it, is there a movie, Lone Star or some shit was like that, where contact? he played a sheriff? Or is it Jake Busey that I'm thinking of? Uh, who cares? I don't that, know. My the, point is that Matthew matter. McConaughey doesn't really count for me. <laughs> as an of, actor? Ser- as a, seriously, he doesn't. <laughs> he's he's someone to... Uh, it's like, oh, okay, uh, we, we need someone to co-star with Kate Hudson, so let's let's just throw him in Yeah, there's somebody throw that threw her career him. away, huh? Can't. I, well, I, you know what it is. I just think that she... she I mean, she's... You know, sort of like a fourth or fifth or sixth on your list of romantic comedy girls. Like, okay, who do we get? Yeah. You know, Sandra Bullock is priced out of that because she's doing real shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously. Yeah. So now you've got – who have you got doing romantic comedies now? You've got a bunch of other foolish little clowns. But no, I want to keep talking about this movie. <laughs> this, was, it, this was such a good movie. You know who shows up in this movie and is good? Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker was in it? Yeah, but he's not like doing the, you know, can you hear the words coming out of my... He wasn't obnoxious well, no, Chris Tucker. Well, no, because that was a character. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't Ruby Rod. He, you know, he was... Well, then I don't care. He was... I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but he was... Uh, he was good. It was a great movie. I, I I really enjoyed it, and I was pleasantly surprised at Bradley Cooper's performance. He'll get nominated. Okay. He's not going to win. Daniel Day Lewis nominated? No way. I get th- no. if this this movie will get nominated. The movie might, but he the won't. Movie went, and I I think that he will because he's like he's like boring on white toast. But I think that Bradley Cooper will get nominated for this movie. I okay. I will say no. He won't. Uh, okay. Well, you heard it here. I think he will. And he won't win because, like I said, Daniel no. Day Lewis is going to win for Lincoln. But but is is Cooper supporting or is he? No, he's, he's the main character. Really? Yeah. Oh, that. No. I just just uh, watching the trailer and the ads for it. It's like none of it appeals no, to me. It's a great movie, but it's not. It's not. Uh, I don't know. I don't give a shit about relationship movies anymore. It's not. It's not. You know what? It's not a relationship movie. Well, don't the two of them have a relationship? Well, I mean, everybody and every, but it's not a movie about, you know. What's it about? It's about him coming back from a little mental breakdown that he had. He comes out of a mental institution. Okay. Well, that's not. Incident. I don't. I don't get that out of the trailers. For some okay, reason. he's just trying to get his life back together after being in a mental institution for a while. He's trying to get back together with his wife, and he's trying to stay focused on that goal. When that's sort of the wrong goal for him to be focused on. Who's he's his? Who's some, his wife? Is it Jennifer? He's got some what's her rage face? issues. No, Jennifer oh, okay. Lawrence is just this other girl. Um, she's like the sister of, um, 
somebody that he knows. Okay. And they sort of meet each other. At a, at a, she's got her own bucket of crazy uh. Uh, going on as well. She's got her issues. She's a okay. widow. So, um, you know, it's all sorts of it, – it, it's all – it's about the two of them coming out of their own bullshit and sort of oh. um, kind of finding their way again. Okay. So um, right. it's more about that than – than anything else it's not like you're it, it's not like a typical it, it's not a romantic comedy kind of thing it's um it really is about these the, these two people who not together but at the same time are trying to shovel their way out of the shit from their past okay i got so, bored halfway through what you were saying yeah i get a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> So it's just so disheartening when my children say it. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, this is telling me to check my network settings. I don't understand that. My so network is fine. My network is fine. Um, so maybe I'll just. So I haven't watched any new movies. I got nothing to talk about there. Although we can talk about TV for a second. All right. Did you see that stupid little shit from Three and a Half Men decided to do the Kirk Cameron thing and then say, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't mean that. You know what? That is, he is such a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Hold on. I, my phone just buzzed. But yeah, well, what, what I don't gets understand me is, the logic behind any know, of that. I understand that. that it's like one little comment taken during a larger interview, blah, blah, blah. But why? Oh, my God. Not even like biting the hand that feeds you, but shitting in the hand that feeds you for one thing. And if you yeah. don't want to do your show, if you don't want to do the show, don't do the fucking show. Just shut the fuck up and yeah. quit. Yeah. Don't say that, oh, you know, this show is shit and nobody should watch it. I think what happened, because the uh, the uh, card that was up on Big Bang Theory tonight um, referenced basically his, oh, his yeah. perception of reality. Um, and he's always pretty clever about how he writes the stuff out because he said, you know, if you're thinking about buying a red car, all you're going to see on the road are red cars. And it's it's your perception of reality, shape, your perception of of what you think the world is is going to shape how you view reality. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's pretty good. So what you're saying is this preacher poisoned his mind <laughs> for him to see everything in the world as... You know, vile or whatever. Well, you whatever know what it is. It use. reminds me of like someone who's just you know kind of f finishing like their their first year of college, and they have these. No, they they've taken all these these interesting classes, and they've got they're starting to 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 hear ideas, and yeah. they're yeah. starting to you know it's not necessarily original ideas, but they're starting to get new ideas into their own head. And they're trying uh -huh. to figure out where those ideas work in their own sort of personal world. So what you're saying so is then they come out, he's, he's like, basically Brita after his first semester of psych class. Kind of. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just like, <laughs> oh, well, this is who I am now. And I've learned this and blah, 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 blah. What, and it's yeah. just like, you know what? You're 19 years old. Okay. You know nothing. And you except... won't know anything for another 19 years. Exactly. You know, he, so I just and, – and in a way, I kind of feel bad for him. Well, he's being used. I think that preacher dude's using him. Oh, most most definitely. But it's also one of these things where, you know what, if you genuinely don't enjoy what you're doing or you have no faith in what you're doing – Take your 350000 a show and, and, and quit. And quit. 
And quit. I and, think, and, and you know what, though? You don't have to talk about it. You just you just no. quit. You just leave or finish out your commitment, finish out your contract, yep. and and just be done with it. Yeah. All right? What, what I, but he recanted, and, and he apologized for the things he said because I think – I would like to think that somebody like John Cryer pulled him aside and said, uh, hey um, – Fuck you. Listen, you're not Charlie Sheen. Okay, if you want out of your contract, you have to figure out a better way than the crazy religious route because that shit ain't going to fly right. because they will hold you to it. You see your contract out, you shut the fuck up, you do what you have to do, and then when it's all over, you can say whatever you want as long as it's not slander or libel. Yeah. And then you're fine. But before you do that, remember, Kirk Cameron was a huge star. Everybody knew his name. He could get away with that. Nobody knows who the fuck you are because you look different than you did when the show started. And I read his name, and I'm like, who? And I'll be honest with you. Since he's gotten older, he's not funny. No. You know, he can't be that dumb as a fucking (laughs) bag of shit. You know, and be that age that he is. Okay, so yeah. the joke is the the one note joke that he was. Okay, because at first, you know, it's sort of like out of the mouths of babes, and the kid's young, and he's saying funny stuff. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Okay, but then when it comes, it, it he his character. I mean, I saw a recent episode, like for ten minutes, and it's just like, all right, it's the same old thing. They they this show can't last. The, the, the I'm way surprised it's that it's actually doing as well as it did after the change. I don't watch it. I mean, so I, I don't have a dog in this fight or race or however you want to call it um, because I don't give a shit what happens. Yeah, no, I don't I care like either. John Cryer because I like his movies that he was in from the 80s. So yeah, I, like and I mean, him. I like him. I like everything that I, everything I've seen him in, I've, I, I've liked him in, and I'm, I'm happy for his success because he's someone that I remember seeing for the last 25 years. Yeah. So it's yeah. nice to see that. But I feel bad for him because, like, everybody on this show now is just fucking killing it. They're going crazy. Exactly. So it's like, you know what? And Kutcher had his own, he had his own baggage to bring in with him from his past, so. Yeah. But whatever, who who cares? (sighs) What else we got, entertainment-wise? Um... Not really sure. No, I I saw a, uh... I'm a little bit behind on Big Bang Theory. I did see a recent episode where, um... They're wondering what Oh, what Sheldon what does. What Sheldon does yeah. for that 20 that was minutes right. or whatever. That was, I, I thought that was really funny when they, when Sheldon fucks with their camera and yes. pokes his head. That was absolutely yeah. awesome. That was good. That was, I mean, there. I know there's a lot of geeks, nerds, whatever out there that don't like or appreciate <laughs> the show because of whatever way they paint people or that oh you know what though fuck those people you know yeah i don't really you know if you're gonna be offended by a stupid fucking show like that go fuck yourself yeah you know stay in your stupid little basement they are really working though because a a lot of people will watch the show that know stuff right yeah and they'll say oh well sheldon uh displays you know classic asperger syndrome you know behavior yeah and the people behind the show say no he doesn't have it that's not our intention with the character so they're slowly changing him to not not being as ocd about this is mine that's this that this um but more 
he's like the stickler and it's and it's his way because he's the smartest and that's how they're going and this last season it looks like they're making an active attempt to change his character so he's more of just sort of a dick yes because um, he's and, smart and it's it. not an affliction right right yeah pretty much Fine. which is which is what's going to lend to the uh season finale probably when he has sex with Amy cuz they've been kind of headed toward that all season. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I think it will be. I want to welcome a bunch of people um to the to there's there's a new girl, Ellen. Ellen. She's in the not my wife. Wow, all right. Which I take I take exception to her screen name best Ellen ever. Mm. Uh I don't know. How do we compete? How do we measure that? Don't even start. Oh, I can just move over here and I'm more in the thing. (laughs) Um, But uh, we got Dusty and Jeff and Jay and a whole bunch of people in the the group, joined the group lately. And I, no, well, the number's different now. But the other day it was it was up by like 40 people and now it's down by 40 people. So I don't know what happened. I don't know. Sometimes I because th- I had posted here in the uh, in the group. Um, where did it go? After that, I noticed a bunch of new members. Uh, I hope you hear <laughs> you all came of your own accord and weren't added against your will <laughs> or knowledge. Because <laughs> I don't like it when people add you to groups without inviting you to the group. Yeah. Because then I just start getting emails and notifications and. Then I instantly think, well, I don't want to deal with that shit. But anyway, <laughs> no, I mean, because when you when when a new group starts up, you know, you see who's added, and then everybody starts posting right away, so you're inundated with 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 email. If I'm going to join a group, I would like the option to join the group, I'm and then really fat, and then that's just your your sweater thing. Um, that's it. I have a really big fat sweater. Yes, it's big boned. <laughs> My sweat is big bone. <laughs> but then but then when you join a group on your own, then you have the option of setting your notifications then. Yeah. So Yeah. So before we um before we take our first break, because this will probably last a little while, um local news. We had local news? Uh yeah, local news local Peabody news. Ooh. And I actually joined in this conversation because it's local news and I think these people are fucking morons. Oh, what happened? <sighs> City Council joins mayor on plan to ban marijuana shops. Okay. Overwhelmingly the medical marijuana dispensary, all that stuff, that that passed. There yeah. were there were two towns or cities, I'm not yeah. exactly sure what was what. Um, that the whole town said no. Two out of 351 in the state, as far as I can tell. Right. So overwhelmingly, each city or town um, said yes. So if you vote yes, you have to, in my opinion, vote yes with the understanding that it could open down the street from you. Yeah. Right? Granted, granted, I live near a school, so that's not going to happen. That's not going to (laughs) happen. But the thing is... I live near a police station. And the fire department, right? And <laughs> right. you're sort of near a school, too. Then there's shit. You, you can't even open a a, yeah. a a vending machine. Yeah, I can't open a bottle of wine in my house. <laughs> um, so, but it says here... But you got cup holders. <laughs> <laughs> it says Mayor Ted Betancourt. The, that's the mayor of my, of my city. 
is now one step closer to getting medical marijuana facilities banned in Peabody. City councilors agreed Tuesday night to move forward on a zoning amendment that would prohibit both dispensaries and growing facilities from operating anywhere in the city. You know what? I think that is terrifically short-sighted. It's a dick move is what it, it is. It is. It's very short-sighted. Well, let me let me go on. There's tax revenue that he's just saying, I don't want. Yeah. The vote was not unanimous, however. Only Ward 4, that's my ward. Yeah. Ward 4 City Councilor Robert Driscoll opposed he pursuing a ban. dressed in his bathrobe and slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Ambled in 45 <laughs> minutes late saying, hey, hey, what's going on? Um, is this the pot meeting? Yeah. I brought my own. <laughs> he uh, he opposed pursuing the ban because he felt it would be premature without having any details from the state on the governance and operation of these new facilities. <laughs> Basically, he expressed it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't think it's in the best interest of the city or PBD to have medical marijuana at this time, Betancourt, the mayor, said, noting the opposition from local health and police officials and listing off a number of concerns they all share. I don't really give a shit. He said these those concerns, which largely deal with the rules and regulations that will govern marijuana facilities, have so far been unanswered by state health officials. So you can't vote if so you don't have enough information. It's been a month. Let them get their shit together. He recited a number of questions, such as who will write the rules, how will prescriptions be obtained, and what will doctor-patient relationships look like, and if there will be criminal background checks. Be- Awesome. On directors and employees. So, I again, I don't see how you could vote, but they're not voting to ban. Chris, we should open one of those shops. We can't in Peabody, and I don't want to drive outside my city. <laughs> those questions that are unanswered, and as far as I, those questions, oh, those are questions. What the fuck? Let me have more beer. <laughs> those are questions that are unanswered, and as far as I know, not even discussed at this time, Bettencourt said. He acknowledged in a later interview with reporters that those issues will likely be hashed out by state lawmakers and the Department of Public Health. But with Peabody and so many other communities in uncharted waters, he doesn't want to leave any opportunity for marijuana facilities to open up in the city before then. Betancourt says he feels it's an issue of public safety. It's fucking paranoia is what it is at, at that point. The paranoia that's not supposed is to happen until people. after I you know. Smoke. I'm hoping that these restrictions and rules are very tight. At this point in time, I think this is a decision that is in the best interest of the city of Peabody, he said, adding that he would consider revisiting the issue in the future when such state guidelines are in place. Then don't make a fucking vote at this point. No, but it's good press right now for him. It makes it look like he's... Well, to to a certain to right. a certain Right group, now, it looks like he's, here's, he's taking action here's, without any information. Here's my problem. I'm not even going to bother reading the rest of it. But they're gonna they're gonna rewrite the zoning regulations. They're they're not even gonna say we don't want those facilities. They're gonna rewrite it so you can't open them in the city. And that's 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 the dirty, underhanded, I eminent totally domain agree. style and I'll tell of you, doing. And it. I'll tell you, I think it's it's totally their prerogative to go that route if that's what they want to do. It is, however, but I really, but I really think that it's a it's a disservice. But think about this. So the town. Think about this. A majority of people said, we want that here. Yeah. And he said, fuck you. I know better than you. Yeah. yeah. And, so the will of the people doesn't matter to the city councilors so, you or know, the mayor? And the, way, the way that this is supposed to work is that, you know what, it'll end up happening. All right. And the way it'll play out is that, you know what, Danvers or Salem. 
All right, somebody else. But then will, it'll be will too open close to open. No, no, no. But it'll it, they'll open up, and right. then they'll see. It's just like, hey, you know what? Look at the tax revenue <clears throat> that 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 city's bringing in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. L- look at this, ta- and then so when he's up for reelection. Okay. Well, yeah. That, that that's one of the things. Just like, look, there was a perfectly look at how well it's working there. It's not a problem. You acted. You acted without any information. You acted uh, just sort of this knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. You shut it down before it even had a chance to fail, and um, it's been successful. Look at the tax revenues that they're having. This is money that right. can go toward right. schools and education programs and health programs. But and, the thing is, like in Massachusetts, they said they're only going to open thirty, which means one will one dispensary will service ten towns. Yeah, and one of them will service eleven because there's well, three hundred right. whatever. But you know. it's it's. I just think that it's w- without any information, without any any. Yeah, background. How can you make that decision? It's just like well, we well, well, we just don't want it. Because you know what happened? I guarantee you, he got like a dozen phone calls from people going, "There better not be any pot shops in this fucking town." Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah, because it's like great old man reason, Hubbard, shut the fuck up. I'll make a. Statement. Actually, that that guy's name is Bob Croce because he's all over this in the comments here. But um, that's the thing is that those people will get. More attention and their their opinion is more valued than somebody that that says um, the will of the people says let it happen. Here's someone that's uh, that says uh, there are eleven liquor stores in Peabody and nine pharmacies. I think that number's low, actually. <laughs> by the way, uh, because I can think of like six, like that I could walk to. Yeah. Um, not pharmacies, liquor stores. Uh, we are comfortable with these establishments which sell drugs that are much more powerful and dangerous than marijuana. It's time to get over the misplaced hysteria. If it's a medicinal drug, it should be sold at a drugstore. True, but then there's like DEA and there's class one or two substance or well, then, whatever but, it is. But you know what, though? I think, and that's actually a really, really good point. If it's going to be medicinal, I think then, it should be dispensed in a hospital. That, then, you know, in a pharmacy, in a hospital. Or, or do it at a pharmacy. Do it all, yeah. like any other drug. And if it's about the whole, you know, DEA and classification, and stuff like that, it's easy enough to rewrite those regulations than to, you know, yep. have to worry about zoning and, and having, you know, a special store where you go buy your pot brownies so that your cancer doesn't suck completely. Somebody on here says, oh, well, well, the methadone clinic on Route 1 is such a problem because everybody finds hypodermic needles in their lawns around there. And I'm like, we have a methadone clinic? That was yeah, the exactly. first thing I thought. And the second thing I thought was, those are mine. That's methadone. That is a totally different thing between potheads and fucking heroin. Right. If anything, what, this is. If anything, you're gonna find a bunch of cookie wrappers all this, over. This, you know where you know where the dispensary needs to open up <laughs> next to a Dunkin' Donuts. Next to Five Guys Burgers, <laughs> right? And that then next be, to that is a fucking Seven Eleven and a Wendy's that and would a be Ben and Jerry's. The most, <sighs> the richest. Most revenue producers area. Yeah. If um, it was on a Sim City map, it would be bam, big green. Yeah. Um, Ellen here says uh, that our mayor's a moron. I, I agree. Yeah. And that it's fear mongering. Uh, Jeff in the chat says uh, cities and towns used to be terrified of tattoo shops. That's yeah. true. It was only recently that Massachusetts allowed that to start happening. Um, and then Jeff uh, in capital letters says cappies, which is, which is where I got my. What does this say? Uh, holiday edition Stella Artois. 
because I don't drink shitty beer. Oh, now we're doing beer commercials? Hey, if it gets me free beer, I'll, do, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, here's what I wrote in the comments. And I had to rewrite it a few times because at first it was kind of ranty like the show. And I'm like, I can't. I can't do that. Uh, the people voted and passed the measure. The people have spoken. I'm dismayed that the counselors and mayors are not taking the vote into consideration while taking steps to ban something that we as a city voted in favor of. I basically said the same thing three times in the same sentence. Yeah, that was good. I know. Huh? I thought that they were supposed to represent the will of the people. With all the liquor stores and strip clubs, because we have strip clubs too. Just two. How? That's that's two more than Danvers has. This is true. Um, how is one dispensary going to tip the balance into this drug-addled lawlessness that I'm hearing from the paranoid among us? Don't nice. ban it. Find a way to make it work. There you go. Right? You know, in Georgetown, we used to have an X-rated drive-in theater. Seriously? How does yeah. that work? It, pretty fucking well, man. <laughs> now, I mean, it's been long gone, but that's like when I first moved to Georgetown, that's all my relatives talked about was the uh, the X-rated drive-in theater. What a great wow, idea. That is a good idea. <clears throat> Here's somebody that says, I agree with whoever the fuck out. Leads to crime, pure and simple, even regulated when it starts to get out of hand. I voted not to have it legal for medicinal purposes either there are other ways to get medical relief where it wouldn't get out of hand however you do hear of prescription drugs being abused too but let's not make it worse fuck you guys <laughs> seriously that's that's a fucking idiotic it leads yeah. to crime how does it somebody somebody on here said oh if pot's such a big problem not not that bad of a, of a problem then what's up with the drug wars in Mexico those potheads are like off the wall I was like, that's not the potheads. Those that's are the like people selling coke. fucking cocaine. Yeah. Idiots. <sighs> it, okay. And the so, problem, they, the reason why they have all that shit going on is because it's illegal. Because they're trying <laughs> to get away from the cops. Yeah. Okay? If it was imported, if, if pot was imported like any other product, tax it, regulate it like everything else. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm you know, sorry. I'm sorry and to, then to educate. And you know what? If it leads to dead people, good. It weeds out the stupid people. <laughs> Fuck them. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm sorry to bore people with a with a local issue, but this no, is. No, but the kind I of think I think it's an, an interesting topic, and it, I think it, it can it, it can, can definitely apply to anyone yeah. in any any town where you vote for a measure, and and then people actively work to stop it. And that's something that, as a voter, as a constituent, you need to keep an eye out. And like Driscoll, I, I am actually considering writing to Driscoll and saying, hey, thanks for not banning it outright. You know, something that yeah. we voted in favor of. Let's get of. some information first. Fuck it. Let's try it. I know. Let, let's all just sit around and try it. Because <laughs> you can apparently. It'll be all right, from, man. Don't it's worry. It's all good. From what I understand, you can get it multiple multiple ways. Like you can make a tea or there's cookies and brownies. Yeah. You don't have to smoke it. That's probably how I would go. Probably like the whole cookies, brownies. Well, thing. that takes care of two problems at once. Exactly. We got to stop talking about pot because I'm getting hungry. I'm really in the mood for. You know, it was really funny the other day. I went. Um, Lily and I went to pick up dinner, and for some, you know what it was? We we're listening to Christmas carols, okay. And figgy pudding came up, and you know, bring us some figgy pudding in one of the Christmas carols. Yep, yep. So um, she's like, "Dad, what is that?" I'm, and so we <laughs> talked about what figgy pudding is and figs. She's, I go, "Oh, like she, she says, oh, like in fig newtons." I said, "Yes, exactly." Yeah. And um, so we, which is just quiet for a second. And she goes, 
really in the mood for Fig Newtons now. And I know, man, me too. <laughs> so before we go home, before we go home, like with the dinner, we went to the supermarket and we bought some Fig Newtons. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's like, what took you guys so long? We had to get Fig Newtons. What is wrong with you? <sighs> I love Fig Newtons. It's so good. So today, today was um, our last uh, band practice at work before our dress rehearsal um, before the show. Does that make sense? Yes. And so I'm driving in, <laughs> driving into, into Cambridge at uh, 4.30. Oh, that sucks. Which wasn't, no, no, it wasn't so bad driving in because you're driving in while everybody's leaving, yeah. right? My phone rings. Uh-huh. And I look and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's work. I'm like, good thing I'm headed in. <laughs> And this is this is this is the conversation. Hello, hey Chris. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Uh, where's the flashlight? I don't know. I, last time we used it was when we changed the bulb, so it's probably in that gray rolling cart where all the scrap film and cores are. Okay, all right. Why? Oh, because the whole building lost power. Nice. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm headed in anyway. Um, so. I got to get my base out of the out of my office, and uh, hopefully we'll have practice if the power comes back <laughs> on. And um, someone went to some serious lengths to avoid practice. I know, huh? So I get to like Bunker Hill, like, and I'm I'm driving in, and I'm looking off the Tobin, and I'm like, half of Cambridge is dark. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really weird to have like the garden and uh, sorry the garden and all of the other stuff, the Prudential Tower and all that lit. And the only thing lit on the other side is what must have been a generator-powered sign for the yeah. Royal Sinesta. Yeah. That was the only light on. That's kind of weird. And I, it took... That's funny. I was driving out of Boston at that time. You're lucky. You're lucky. Because the power was out, like, the Cambridge Side Galleria evacuated and closed. Wow. Museum evacuated and closed. I came off of um, the Tobin, uh, off of the, yeah, off the Tobin, went past Bunker Hill... And I tried to take a left into um, onto the street the museum's on so I could just pull in. Yeah. And the cop told me I had to keep going straight down past Cambridge Side Galleria. So I had to do a big fucking loop. Yeah. And normally that would be okay. That would take like <laughs> two, three minutes. No, not with everybody leaving. 25 minutes yeah. to go down like around a block yeah. and get to work. The so power power may be restored. There was some kind of transfer line uh-huh. you that might was have damaged. Off. No, no, because the email um, the email system is back working, which which to me says our servers are back up. So maybe, but I'm not until two, so I don't have to handle it in the morning. So it's all right. But crazy, half the city for no reason just went <laughs> out. Uh, I thought at least I'm like okay. Well, our theater is sort of technically on the Boston side, so maybe we have power supplied from both cities. But no, it's just no. part of a grid. Yeah. The, the, the town and city lines don't apparently right. matter. So, yeah, these are hurting my ears today. So, um, everybody that's watching, um, in the in the chat, how does this video look to you guys? Is it choppy? Is it uh? Is it, I mean, we're not like like active moving around or anything. We're not jumping around. And being I've done like, this in every. We're not doing so. the Hunger Games shit here, so <laughs> it's smooth. All right, good. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, it's not a high def camera because I'm not paying 
$99 a year for Ustream High Def, so this, this, no. this, is, this is the best you get. <laughs> I'm not even in High Def Live. <laughs> no, you're always slightly out of focus. I am slightly out With of a little focus. bit of ghosting, I am which very, is weird. I'm very low def. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, am, I am not even Moe's deaf. Wait till, wait till you hit your 60s and 70s and you're totally deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Um, all right, we were going to break me, about 10 check minutes ago, in. weren't we? Well, we're at 39 minutes. Um, right, this is probably be a good time for a break. I think it would be. Let's see if I can do this the way I want it to. All Everybody right. can watch me w- look at my screen. This is be awesome. <laughs> and figure out this is great what the hell is going on I'm going to figure what's here. going on with the iPad, why this keeps uh, cutting out on me. I just think it's too much shit going on across your network. I don't know. Maybe. We're ready. We're gonna we're gonna take a break. I have some uh, music from Avenue Q, so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. What do you do with the BA in English? What is my life going to be? of college and plenty of knowledge have earned me this useless degree I can't pay the bills yet cause I have no skills yet the world is a big scary place but somehow I can't shake the feeling I might make a difference to the human race. Morning, Brian. Hi, Kate Monster. How's life? Disappointing. What's the matter? The catering company laid me off. Oh, I'm sorry. Me too. I mean, look at me. I'm ten years out of college, and I always thought, oh. What? No, it sounds stupid. Ah, come on. When I was little, I thought I would be a big comedian on late night TV (laughs) but now I'm 32 and as you can see I'm not nope oh well Mm. it sucks to be me it sucks to be me it sucks to be broke and unemployed and turning 33 it sucks to be me you think your life sucks I think so your problems aren't so bad Like music and art And as you know I have a gigantic heart So why Don't I have a boyfriend Fuck it sucks to be me Me too It sucks to be me It sucks to be me It sucks to be Brian And Kate To not have a job To not have a date It sucks to be me Nikki, can you settle something for us? Do you have a second? Certainly. Whose life sucks more, Brian's or mine? Ours. We live together. We're close as people can get. We've been the best of buddies ever since the day we met. So he knows lots of ways to make me really upset. Every day is an aggravation. Come on, that's an exaggeration. You leave your clothes out. What? You put your feet on my chair. Oh, yeah? You do such anal things like ironing your underwear. <laughs> 
find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find the gentleman at ggtmc.com. Bringing class to the trash. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Hello, this is Abe Sapien. Also, it's Doug Jones. And you are listening to... Are you serious? What, are you serious? Hi, Andy's grandma. We're here to record a new episode of Night of the Living Podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He no home right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. This computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I think. Palaver. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? <laughs> if you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living podcast at notop.com. share a hell. So do you. That's why I'm in hell, too. It sucks to be me. No, it sucks to be me. It sucks to be me. Why are you all so happy? Because our lives suck. Your lives suck? I hearing you correctly? Ha! I coming to this country for opportunities. Try to work in Korean daddy, but I am Japanese. Excuse me, hey sorry to bother you, but I'm looking for a place to live. Why are you looking all the way out here? Well, I started in Avenue A, but so far everything's out of my price range. But this neighborhood looks a lot cheaper. Oh, and look, a for rent sign. You need to talk to the superintendent. Let me get him. Great, thanks. Yo, Gary! I'm coming, I'm coming. Oh my God, it's Gary Coleman. Yes, I am. I'm Gary Coleman from TV's Different Strokes. I made a lot of money that got stolen by my folks. Now I'm broke and I'm the butt of everyone's jokes. But I'm here, the superintendent on Avenue Q. It sucks to be you. You win. It sucks to be you. I feel better now. Try having people stopping you to ask you. What you talking about, Willis? 
it gets old. It sucks to be you on Avenue Q. So that was uh, It Sucks to Be You from Avenue Q, yeah. which is... Uh, oh, I don't look so fat anymore. This is good. Up. Well, it's because you took off your the, uh, Russian gangster outfit. I know, right? <laughs> I just feel very... <laughs> See how this is sure. recording. All right, we're still doing okay. All right, we're looking good. So, so uh, You uh, had a funny story to tell? Yeah, so it was my brother's birthday, and... Um, he uh, is collecting old vintage video game systems and Old vintage and games. or just... There's a difference. There's vintage, there's there old, is. and there's old vintage. He has a, a, a regular Nintendo that I had never seen before. To me, that's old vintage. Really? Yeah. How do you like that for covering my ass? Not bad. Thanks. Haven't heard that since prison. <laughs> oh, so... <sighs> you went looking for... So he has a bunch of old and vintage game systems. Uh-huh. They all work? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he does not have a GameCube, though. However, I did. Is this going to ruin a surprise in case he's listening to the no, show? No, his birthday was uh, last week. Oh, Actually, birthday. his birthday was the 27th, but the party was like the last weekend, oh. um, which actually isn't that long ago. So he already knows because he, he, he already has it. Um, so I gave him the GameCube. Happy birthday. I had to. Um, I came across the power supply for it just looking through for um, something to extend the camera, the old camera that we had. And... Um, so I found that, and then I found the GameCube. Um, but the thing is, like, we had been consolidating and taking a bunch of the junk that we're going to, like, eventually get rid of that we just didn't have time to sort through. Um, and we put it in um, in tubs. So, like, I have, like, six tubs full of action Ooh, figures and me. stuff like that. Little yummy. And books and paperwork and all that kind of crap, right? So that's all down in the basement. We have it in the eaves of the house. You know, we're storing stuff all over the place because that's what you do, right? As George Carlin says, the house yeah. is a place to store your shit till you go out yeah. and get more. I could not, for the life of me, find the controllers, but I found them four hours before the party. Nice. But I couldn't find the games. I wanted to give him all of it and some games. <laughs> and the, the the worst part of the whole thing is here I have the really really shitty blood omen 2 which is terrible there we go and this one uh rebel strike which is actually pretty good and rebel strike was in the system because it was the last game i played and i'm like okay well i'll clean the whole thing out and i'll put and i'll and i'll give him rebel strike and um i forgot to put it back in the system <laughs> to clip it in <laughs> in the middle of the party right. with like his his um his, our side of the family and then uh, his in-laws uh, side of the family there. Um, I'm like, pop it open. S- see what's in there. He's like, there's nothing in there. And there's a room full of like adults and children. So I couldn't go, fuck. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> so I said, oh, yeah, that's right. I was cleaning it and I forgot to put it back. Um, so I tore the house apart looking for the games. Like, 
I, I searched through that closet, which yeah. is which is where I had them. Um, I have binders. My wife got binders from work, CD binders, that I put all my DVDs in um, so that I could store the... Um, the um, Cases. Yeah, just put them in tubs and store them away until I like, sell them on eBay or give them to somebody or something. Because they're just taking up way too much shelf space, you know? And you don't really need them if you put them on a spindle or in a CD yeah. case and you treat them well, which which I do. Um, the thing is, I kept going back to this one binder thinking, I know they were in here because I know the games that were with it. Yeah. So he got no games. <laughs> and I have these two right here that I need to give to him. So once again, proving that your brother's got no game. <laughs> oh, well, when, he, zing, when he hears zing, this, zing. you will hear from him. Um, so like, seriously, we have a room upstairs. I like took, I have poster tubes and, and, and posters. So posters in poster tubes and, um, old, uh, and, and giant Tupperware containers full of old clothes from the girls that were going to donate and all that. Just tore that shit out of the closet, open the tub, rifle through it. Cause they gotta be somewhere and I'm looking for a binder and it's driving me crazy and I'm sitting in work. What day was it? Tuesday? I, don't know. I got a series of texts from Let's, you. It was probably frantic Tuesday. And... Not frantic so much as as calmly wondering, hey, did I lend, because you're the only one I know right. with a we, right? And I'm wondering, hey, did I lend you a bunch of games because I know they're compatible? Yeah. Because in the back of my head, I remembered thinking, saying to you, um, Oh, the Rogue Squadron games are really good. Those are my favorite, but you might like Resident Evil 4 because it's different than the other Resident Evil games. Yeah. And I my, did say uh, that, didn't I? My my response <laughs> couldn't... I just couldn't formulate the word spindle, so it uh, included the phrase plastic CD circular thing with a post in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was like it was like diving down into the depths of madness because I know I had this shit somewhere because every time I would look for an old game I would find the GameCube games for the fucking system I didn't have set up. Yeah. <laughs> but you have them. I have them. So it's like it's like everything just settled and everything was fine after that. It was weird. Yeah, I've got them. But uh, but I'll then bring I them. but then I asked you, I'm like, did I lend them to you or did I give them to you? Because either way, you know, I'll tell you, I fine. think Cole and I, I, I don't even remember what we played. Did you give me a <laughs> controller too? Uh, I don't. Maybe it was sort of taped up. I might. I don't know. Because I, I don't know where else I would. I may have gotten it from Jared. Is it? Does it light up? Maybe it's kind of clear. I don't yeah. even remember. Okay, I might have so bought a yours. third one. I don't know. That may be yours. I'll just bring all that stuff. Okay, yeah, I'll tell you if it's mine or not. we don't. Cole hasn't <laughs> looked at that stuff in okay. a very long time. So, so yeah. So, uh, uh, not that he'll be getting that shit for Christmas, but he'll be getting that shit for Christmas. Um, so, along with that, I have some other stuff, too. Surprise! But, uh, <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's... it. Yeah. I mean, I can't be like, here, here's the other part of your birthday present that I was a shithead and forgot about. <laughs> but it was... You were a shithead and forgot. You just had no, no just, idea where they were. It just took me a week just longer than them. normal to remember <laughs> what I did with something, right? Oh, you uh, know what my little daughter's doing now? She's I like that a... pause to formulate the right word. Bitch. <laughs> she, um... 
not a little smart ass that she is. She, I, I told you, she saved up to buy uh, an iPhone 4s. Yes, right. I told yes. you about that, right? So now, since she, I have the four, she has the 4s. So right. she's got the nicest, the newer phone in the house. Right, which is right. I can tell still until, driving you crazy until I I'll get the five, like you know, Christmas time ish, whatever. Yeah. So, so she she comes up to me and she's just like, you know, ah, oh, Dad, don't you love when Siri? Oh, you know what? Never mind. I'm like, yeah. hey, you know what's this is really, Mitch. really funny? Oh, sorry. You know what's going to be really funny, Olivia? Let's see how fast if you – you know what? Ask Siri how fast I can shut off your phone service. <laughs> Go ahead. Ask her that. Yeah. You little bitch. Yeah. That ain't cool. Well, she knows yeah. when she's got you, right? I I just – She doesn't get the upper hand on you often. No, but I, when I do she appreciate does. her wit, and and Cole's the yeah, same way. Right. I do appreciate the quick the quick wit. That's fine, you know, <laughs> little fucker. <laughs> so, all right. So Pat Robertson bullshit. Pat this Robertson guy. denies the Earth is six thousand years old. You know what's really interesting? We're going to talk about religion for a second with this fucking idiot. Okay. Yeah. I have a kid in my class who uh, who. Uh, whose mom was late picking him up the other day, uh-huh. and uh, he's nine. And um, he's, I said, oh, where, where's your brother, you know, go to school? Oh, it's, you know, he names the school. And he goes, yeah, it's pretty funny. We're a family of atheists, and my brother goes to a Catholic school. <laughs> I'm like, well, how's that work out with his religion classes? Oh, he gets A's. <laughs> that makes sense. But it was what, was, actually but what was really, really interesting was just how – casual and and just it just sort of like it was no big deal do you know what i mean like like it just sort of rolled off like the the whole atheism thing just sort of rolled off his tongue like it was the most natural thing in the world Mm. like if he was you know christian or jew or whatever and i think that that's going to be interesting in a generation to see yeah. Not like when the Pat Robertsons of this world die off. I'm surprised okay. that fuck is still alive. I mean, look at him. He looks like Yoda and the Emperor had a had a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it, it's really interesting to think where like, you know, even 50 years from now, two yeah. generations from now, where religion will be because it is Well, what's going to happen is it'll be like you and me. On episode three thousand fifty-seven, me fifty years from now, God, I hope I'm dead. And and we'll be we'll be in the old age home, and we'll be like, hey, remember that Santorum guy that was believing God and <laughs> shit? That oh, was crazy. Back when you couldn't vote from your cell phone. <laughs> no, it's an automatic. You know, they, yeah. they know what you side you have. Are. The thought it's implanted. So what is this? <sighs> All right, well, let me play this. Uh, It's a minute and 45 seconds long, so I haven't actually watched it. I got the audio kind of low because I don't want to blow anybody's speakers out or or peak. So let me see here. Uh, Let me bring that back. And uh... This is Michelle who says, I have three teenage boys, and now two of them are questioning the Bible. This scares me. They tell me if the Bible is truth, then I should be able to reasonably explain the existence of dinosaurs. This is just one of many things they question. Even my husband is agreeing with them. How do I explain things to them that the Bible doesn't cover? I'm so afraid that they're walking away from God. My biggest fear is to not have my children and husband next to me in God's kingdom. Look, I know people are probably trying to lynch me when I say this, but Bishop Usher, God bless him, wasn't 
inspired by the Lord when he said it all took 6,000 years. <clears throat> it just didn't. And you go back in time, you've got radiocarbon dating, you've got all these things, and you've got the, 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 the carcasses of dinosaurs frozen in time out in the Dakotas, you know. They, they got Sue, that big, uh, um, what was it, you know, the, the, the fierce one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it a Tyrannosaurus? Yeah, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And, and uh, I don't know if that, this one had a, a female name like Susie or something, but anyhow. They're out there. And like so the ones I there used was to a time that these uh. giant reptiles were on the earth, and it was before the time of the Bible. So don't try to cover it up and make like everything was 6,000 years. But that's not the Bible. That's Bishop Usher. And uh, so if you fight revealed science, you're going to lose your children. And I, I believe in telling them the way it was. That, it's really loud. That is, but I think it's only loud in our headphones. Okay. Um, I still need to actually go out and buy that uh, headphone uh, thing. I'm doing this with the oh, fingers yeah, to the show. Thing. Actually, let me see. with this with the fingers to show that you can adjust knobs on it. <laughs> knobs. Yeah. Speaking of knobs, good for him. <laughs> I, bishop Usher, the only bishop that's won Grammys. Yeah, that's weird. no terrible. All right. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> um, I think that's the smartest thing he ever could have said. Yeah, don't you? Yeah. Um, I I understand why he's saying it. I don't appreciate why he's saying it because you know he says basically if you're gonna try and fight science and established whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm using a can opener to open my beer. So what? Um, if you do that, then you can't fight the facts, can you? Right. And I, I, I think that he's, he was sort of like, look, clearly it took long. I mean, he can still have his whole thing about, you know, creationism and all that. He actually said it was from before the time of the Bible, which I find fascinating because the Bible's supposed to start with creation. So obviously to him now, and I'm just, Going yeah, out on a, on a limb on, here. That stuff went on before people started writing this shit down. And creation, uh, Genesis, Exodus, all of that is symbolic. It's all, it's it's not it's not literal, <laughs> which is which is really the way the book needs to go. Yeah, you can still tell people that there's a giant sky daddy that loves sky baklava. It's cake, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, but but sky to, cake. Why are you so good? But to but to to get people to believe all of it with eating an apple because we still eat apples and they're fucking tasty. And the ark, like all of that stuff. Sinning, though. Well, you have to. All of that stuff needs to be symbolic for whatever, and and that's that's the smart way to go. I don't see a whole lot of um, Hebrew or Jewish. I don't even know what's right to say anymore without sounding anti-Semitic. You don't see a lot of them running around yelling about how it's their (laughs) stuff. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Is it proper when you're? Is, is it? Is it? Is it? I'm kidding, of course. Does but does it work when you're being anti-Semitic and I respond with Jesus Christ? <laughs> I know. No, but I think that you can. You just say Jews, and I think that it's the. It's the. It's. It's the, how you. It's the. It's inflection. how you say it. It's Jews. How you, Jews. <laughs> Goodbye, Jews. 
Um, 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 what was my point? But they're not they're not forcing their religion on anybody in any schools or the, you know they're not the ones out there saying all oh, the Ten Commandments need to be in front of the as long as you spell them correctly that's fine. Did you see the one Ten Commandments that had spelling errors in it? Oh really? Thou shalt the, spell check. Thou shalt not nick pit. <laughs> thou shalt not autocorrect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking, I don't know. But I thought that was that was actually you know. That, you know what? He, why didn't he just look at the camera and go, "Look, I'm gonna die pretty fucking soon anyway." <laughs> so, whatever. Just just give me some. Give What's me, that give next me one money. with the missing poster? Was somebody missing? Oh yeah, it's a girl in um Alabama, Zeke. Uh, actually posted it and i'm not a complete okay. asshole so i reposted it uh, uh let's go down here and see i thought hey, oh. how do you feel about those posts that say you know repost if you hate kids having cancer i think i've successfully blocked every single person i, just, I know that you know, does that i i, I just it's like, yeah. You know what I would do? Actually, honestly, I would go into the comments and it'd be, "Fuck you!" I, I actually am for that. It's yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. You know, how you, dare you? Cancer's you, a living organism, and it deserves to be alive. Just, right. What the fuck? <laughs> of course, that is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. Oh, oh repost this if you love I'm Jesus. Sure I don't that... care. Repost this if you love cupcakes. Who doesn't fucking love cupcakes? Repost this if you hate reposting things. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think it was I don't want to repost this. I just don't. No. Oh, here we go. I like this one. This is kind of stupid. This is the this funny. this is um okay, so remember we used to have douchebag of the week on the show? Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I think we'll we'll name this segment dumbest fucking people on the planet. Oh, I got another one of those for you too. Well, two. We got a two yeah, for this. You got week? a two for it. I'm gonna actually find it because right. this will so, be fun. This is uh, this is from Mashable. It says, "Hey, you can name your baby whatever you'd like: India, Brooklyn, Debrickshaw, <laughs> Apple, Falcon. <laughs> but if you're gonna give your daughter a weird name, at least roll with something that doesn't imply you spent the entire pregnancy cycle staring at your iPhone. Baby hashtag." Popped into this world on Saturday around 10 p.m. A precious little girl weighing eight pounds and possessing at least seven pictures. <laughs> the full extent of what the only identifying picture shows. And there's a link to that. Yeah. This isn't the first time the parents have taken the social media dictionary to, uh, to the social media dictionary to outfit their child's birth certificate. Last February, a man in Egypt named his son Facebook in an effort to honor the role the website played in igniting the country's January 25th revolution. Okay, you know what? Okay. Oh, that, that, Maybe fine. it's a that, middle name. That one, it's, it's, Facebook is definitely more of a middle name. Um, hashtag will likely grow up to be a happy, healthy, beautiful adult woman who has murdered her parents at the age of 14. God, I hope so. But we can't help but think she's going to face a great deal of scrutiny and teasing in the grade school playgrounds. You named your child hashtag okay i can think of two things right off the front right off the beginning from there the first their name's hash yeah and second how many kids are going to want to say i want to tag that <laughs> kids are fucking morons so of course that's going to come up isn't it fucking people i um there was this um somebody who wrote a review of the google maps app yeah 
And in like all big ca- – I'm trying to find it because I want to read exactly what it says. Okay. Um, and it might take me a second to do this. So I'm going to look so you can prattle on about something. Oh, I prattle? Um, but it's <laughs> – but it's really fucking Fine. funny. It's like the like the the dumbest thing you've ever heard. It's really it's I don't know. sad. D- we're on episode 224. I've heard a lot of dumb shit. Like, Rick Santorum is open to running in 2016. Oh, good. Please. Yeah. Do him the Help time. us out, President Clinton II. <laughs> oh, man. That would be awesome. Do you see two people won the Powerball thing? No, I don't give a shit about nobody I, I know. I don't give a fuck. Lottery, whatever. <laughs> I just, you know, whatever. Because you always get these fucking people who... It's always a plumber from New Bedford who, you know, wins it fucking, oh, I'm going to keep going to work tomorrow. You know, fuck you. (laughs) Just fuck you. And, you know, fuck you. That's all. Wow. Because it's one of those things like, um, don't go to fucking work. You don't need to go to work. Give somebody else have the job. Stop being a dickhead. uh, Well, that's a good point. But, however, if I won, I thought I would um, would have, because I like to daydream. You know, because I know I'm never going to fucking win, so daydreaming is about all I got. I thought I would take a bunch of money and dump it into the theater at work um, for the digital conversion, and then they'd have to name it after me. There you go. All right. See, that's a little megalomaniacal. And then how do you not work at the theater that has cool. your name on it? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I'd would work just... part-time. I'd be like, ah, you know what? I'll work Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'd, I would go in just to make people uncomfortable. <laughs> Fuck, he's here again. <laughs> um, all right, I can't I can't find what I'm looking for. But basically, he was reviewing the app, uh-huh. and he said, um, this app is horrible. It's terrible. It has a picture from the day I installed it. The cars are in the exact same place. <laughs> I go back to the app a couple days later, and it's still the same photo. Don't download this app. It is the worst thing ever. That's fucking that's, idiot. That's pretty good. Or or that's somebody that's incredibly clever. No, I don't think. No, it didn't. I, it No, no, they're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> uh, let's see how we're doing for time. What do we got there? Oh, that's not bad. Um, Stupid people. No use for them. Let's see. Where do we want to go with this? Howard Stern interviewed Victoria Jackson. Really? Why? The bitch is crazy. I don't know why. You wanna you wanna give it a shot? And uh, see? Sure. Let's. I mean, I think that. I mean, it's gonna be her high pitched, whiny voice going. Ah, he doesn't even wasn't even born in this country, and I just didn't take my medicine today. <laughs> and I used to be funny, but now I'm just. If I didn't have money, I'd probably be doing this from a bus station. <laughs> That's actually probably pretty close. Um. Let me see if I can um, get the video up to go with it. Think I can do that? To show our viewers? Yeah. That would be impressive. All right, let's try this. I'm going to start playing it. All right. And then we'll see. Just check the level here. That seems okay. Oh, this is an hour long. All right, let's skip ahead. 
was on the beam. Your father had a heart attack at one point. You went to sit there for him with him for six hours in the hospital. And as you're sitting there with him, he turns to you. This is a guy almost half dead. And he says, you're fat. No, he said, Vicky, he was getting angioplasty. And, and he goes, hey, you should be on The Biggest Loser. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy on, it, He's it, in it, his de- and, on his dip. And you're sitting there wasting your day holding his hand. That kind of hurt my feelings because my mom goes, Jim, those people are obese. Mickey's not obese. But let This me... is all going on while he's having angioplasty. Yes. Wow. But, but I didn't finish the voice thing. Yes. So I think that because my puberty was delayed, it didn't start till I was 21. Yeah. I think that like those gymnasts like you see on the Olympics who talk like this and have like man shoulders. That's kind of what happened to that's, me. I think my voice structure. got stuck in the... Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But I also like the theory... You know, on Saturday Night Live, you worked with uh, some women, uh, Jan Hooks, and you even point out, these women were very mean to you, and Jan Hooks would make fun of your voice and say, hey, you're a grown woman. Stop with the baby voice already, right? Right. So, and, and everyone well, on the show... she didn't say it in front of me. And everyone on the show was mean Same to you, right? No, not true. Oh, you didn't you read say my that, book. Yes, you said the people didn't like you. What is that you have in your hand? It's putting well, on a Howard Stern way. No, this is my character Harriet, the liberal. Oh. If what? you want to hear a different voice. Well, I want to get... Okay, let me hear a different voice. Okay, hold on. All right, let me hear Harriet. You're going to put on a doing? wig. And Harriet will come I have out. to get into character. Harriet, go ahead. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. Who cares about this? She's I would... My name's Harriet. Yes. I'm a I'm a blue-blooded Democrat, but my hands are my toes. And you love, I you're love, a liberal? I love Obama. You love Obama. I'm, what do you love about it's just it? audio. It's well, video, number, it? I'm no, voting it's for him because, number one, adorable baby pictures. Number two, Herb Garden. Number three, free condoms. So, You'll never be too young and too old. Let, let me understand. Free condoms. So why not walk around like that all day, and then you'll have that because voice? Because it hurts my, it hurts my windpipe. It doesn't hurt my throat. It hurts my windpipe. I figured out how to do this because I was tired of people talking about the voice. You know, it's oh, amazing, bitch. Victoria. Sure, all the years I had you on, and, and you know, in all your years on. She's just has has that woman like like literally lost her mind? She, I think she has. I think she has. She's 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 a barely was, who's now a has been. <laughs> I mean, really, she was in she 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 was on Saturday Night Live when it was mediocre at best. Okay, I don't know. That's what Phil Hartman was on. Yeah, but it was all. But it was. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't great. You know, it wasn't as bad as. I mean, I don't think that was she on when Tim Kazarinski was on. Who's that? You don't know Tim Kazarinski? I know Tim Tim Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. I know him. Yeah, well, he was the Unabomber. Yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> no, Tim Kazarinski was this little mousy guy. He was actually on, uh, I think he was in one of the Police Academy movies. Oh. Um, and he was just this little mousy kind of, played that kind of snivelly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentioned yeah. guy, so um, just of no real use. And it wasn't funny. It was like like sort of the mid 80s when the show sort of was like eh. um but but victoria jackson i mean there's nothing notable about when she was when she was no she doesn't have any characters exactly it was there was phil hartman there was some kevin nealon yep you know dana carvey had a whole bunch dana carvey exactly but i mean she was 
mediocre at best. And, you know, if Jan Hooks was mean to her, it's too fucking bad. Let me let me throw this out to the chat because we got a bunch of people in the chat. Does it does it disappoint you when um when you hear somebody that you like um as an actor or as a person um when they say something that is um one hundred percent against how you stand? It what do you think? For me, it it's sometimes a, it it depends on who it is. Like, okay, um, there's no, I don't know. Well, there's the, the, like when Dennis Miller got really really conservative, right? It that was after nine eleven, right? Nine eleven broke 9/11, his brain, right? I think really did kind of push, and I think that yeah. like um, you know the Timothy McVeigh stuff. So like that kind uh, yeah. of that kind of thing when terrorism started and some domestic stuff, right? And then nine eleven I think was the camel that that broke his back. Mm. Um, but it doesn't. I mean, when I went back a few months ago and I was listening to some of his older stand up stuff and yeah. some of his older comedy, um, he's a funny guy. He's he is and, funny. It, and and but but it's one of those things like like now he doesn't do anything that's purely entertaining. No, he doesn't do anything so. His role in my life is is different. He's you know his yeah. it's more of a role as a commentator and stuff like that. And I disagree with him right. on a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that I I discount his talent. I just think it's it's right, used in right. a way that I disagree with. I'm not even going to say the wrong way. It's just it's yeah. just now he's putting those though that effort and those skills and that talent into in in a direction I I disagree with. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, I don't know him personally, so I can't say whether I like him. I mean, he's not an entertainer for me anymore. No, because no, he's not an entertainer anymore. But doesn't he do? You know, football isn't that his thing? I, I think he was on. He did football for a little while, but yeah. then not so much. So, but are like, they, let me let me ask you this though, uh, as a as a side question of the whole thing, are there are are there any good conservative stand up comedians? I don't I don't know. I haven't heard any anybody who's like pretty conservative be you know, like, like come be, out funny because like, you know, if they are, if they are, it doesn't come out in their act. I mean there's one I guy mean, I mean that's say, that guy on that Mike and Molly show. Yeah. He does a little bit where he talks about how he wants his kids to, you know, to believe in Jesus, blah blah blah. Okay. And but it's not like a big Bible thump in Jesus. No, thing. no, no, it's, no. It, it, you know, because I mean, he I talks mean, about is is there like is there an opposite for a um like a Bill Maher or a John Stewart? Is there somebody that's that entertaining that can take stuff from the right and make it amusing I don't, without it being condescending? Like I don't think so. Those people, I, don't, that, I haven't. Don't heard, you find that interesting? I, yeah, it, it it is interesting because I I think that um because I I think that with with some humor I. Th- I think that you need to be able to see things from a little <clears throat> from a little bit different point of view. You have to be able to see more than one point of view. Yeah, right? and I think that seeing the you know the the beauty and a vulnerability, and but still have respect for it. Okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I mean, being able to 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 quote unquote make fun of something, but in a way that's not mean spirited. Right or, or 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 condescending like like Rush Limbaugh is very mean spirited. Right, he makes fun of you know, of or people. like anything that come that that comes out of Laura Ingram's mouth is this very like she sounds yeah. she sounds like like someone from 
you know, one of the, the, the bad, pretty preppy people from an eighties John yeah. Cusack. Movie. But I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I don't see that as somebody like uh like a Daniel Tosh kind of stand up. Yeah. But, no, 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 me neither. But I'm just saying is whenever you hear them they're... commenting or trying to be funny. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that, I, I think that a more liberal and open-minded viewpoint, I think, makes doing stand-up comedy a little bit easier because yeah. I think that what ends up happening is you can do that without your politics becoming such a huge part of your conversation. Whereas I think that if yeah. you try to do it from a conservative point of view, you do end up, you know, kicking in a few teeth, you know, mm. why the little across the road, uh, you know, because the government shut it down because it was a gay parade or something. You know, yeah, like that. Just, I mean, it's just you know. So yeah. Um, what about um? Oh shit! I had somebody in my head and I totally lost it. Sorry. Like even <laughs> like like Chris Rock does some stuff. He's pretty liberal, but he's kind of conservative on some stuff too. Yeah. Well, I think um, everybody is. Yeah. And I, they just lean more know, one way than the other. Christopher Titus, maybe he's a little bit more to the right i can't listen to his stuff because it's just so much child abuse well no but you know what's what's really interesting about it? he had a show on fox yeah like 20 years ago yeah and stacy keach played his dad yep and whenever he's talking about his dad all i picture is stacy keach right it's it's yeah. it was a fun show he's a funny guy he is you he, know he just gets he 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 operates in that in that, in my mind, and I know this probably isn't the same, but it's kind of like that Tracy Ullman telling a story where, like, through the characters and the actions, it's funny. It's not like, you know, eight lines and you laugh. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. And, and, and I, I, I don't I don't like that all the time. I have to be in a very specific mood for it. Oh, no. I, I actually prefer that kind of like tell tell me uh, uh, an amusing story as opposed to i mean that there are some who come out and it's just like set up punchline set up punchline yeah. set, set, you know oh yeah so i mean some of that can kind of work um and then when there's a, a a nice melding of of two of them yeah only because like in the past like i've done stand-up before right, right. and i'm more i've, I've a, seen it i've i'm more <laughs> of a storyteller so um, and I'll I'll yeah. tell a funny story, and I'm I'm more comfortable telling a funny but story. But Titus than will just... go dark. Like, yeah, it'll be dark, very but dramatic. I, but and, I'll tell and... you, if he if he and he's he said it too. I think that if he didn't find this outlet, he yeah. either would have you know killed himself or somebody else. Yeah, you yeah. know. So uh, just given his history and his his family's history. Yeah, I mean, so. I I def I have to admit there are definitely people out there that are on the left. For one. That I that I can't stand that are too far to the left, too outspoken or whatever, and it's like, all right, now you're just beating people over the head with it. Well, what's interesting is Tosh will sometimes come off mm. like he'll come off like that. Really, you know, he'll come off almost like he's conservative. Yeah, but he'll never admit which side he's on, which is smart because at one point he says, oh, "Everybody thinks I'm a liberal." And then he just talks about something else. Well, it's funny. He's just like, you know, I've, 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 I'm conservative on all the major issues. I hate the poor. <laughs> I, I heard abortion. Forever. You know, and yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. You know, and then somebody go, oh, he goes, oh, okay, shove that picture in front of a girl who's about to go make the most difficult yeah. decision in her life. So if you, you really know, listen okay. to what he said. But I embrace it on the asshole. Got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, and that's. So, if you really so you listen, do. you know where he yeah, falls. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, um, but like more conservative comedians 
Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I could I could name one. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, because I think that it would end up being like political commentary that's, you know, trying to be PJ amusing. PJ O'Rourke, I think, is the closest thing I can think of, the guy that writes for Rolling Stone. Yeah. When he's on Bill Maher's show, he's fairly conservative. But I think he doesn't side with the current view of the GOP right now because that thing is fucking far, oh, yeah. far and away gone. Um, but he's very—he seems like a very conservative guy. But he's very funny. But he's not a stand-up. Right. He's not a comedian. Right. He's—he's he's a writer. Um, the one that disappointed me the most because it was like so out of left field was that like a Tea Party show me your birth certificate, close the borders, deport every brown skin <laughs> person type of rally was uh john ratzenberger from uh all those pixar movies and i'm like oh you you fell for the stupid shit well yeah but Uh. but you know what though it's 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 i mean it's a little surprising it's like it's like when you see a list of who's a scientologist yeah that's just really really? but it's also it's also one of those things where it's if you look at if you look at how old he is, and it's a purely generation, look at him. He's in his 60s. Yeah, but George Carlin is the exact yeah, but, opposite. Yeah, but George Carlin was a total hippie the whole time. That's true. A lot. And I have to admit, there's a lot of things that Carlin says that I think he says just for effect that I totally don't agree with, maybe because I'm older now and I'm not like the anarchist that I used to be. But like he says a lot of stuff that like would get people killed yeah. if they tried it. But I, I agree with him on a lot of stuff. But just when you see somebody come out like Meatloaf, like you're gonna you're gonna go with Romney. All right, that's fine. I understand. You're a yeah. millionaire. That's but great. that's the thing. It's it's. But also, then you're not even registered to vote in the state you live in, dumbass. But it's also like, okay, what is what what are, what is this entertainer's? What is this person's role in my life? Right. To, that's to, Prince is a is is one of my favorite artists. Right. Huge Prince fan. Yeah. Okay. Prince is really, really, really religious. Right. Okay. However. And if you look at his music, okay, it's <laughs> if you look at his music, yeah. yes. It I mean it's definitely changed. It's okay, yeah. definitely changed. There is I mean, you've got, you know, twenty five years ago, you had you had lines like, I wanna fuck the taste out of your mouth right, in a right. song. Which is your favorite line. It's one of my favorite lines. It's fantastic, all yep. right. But then you know, you fast forward to, you know, the last couple of albums, there's a lot less of that. Okay. You know, I mean, he's always had this thing where sex is fun and love. Yeah. It, 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 it's fun and it can be recreational. Okay. Right. But there's more now that's that says similar types of stuff, but in a less raunchy way. Okay. You know, there's still that fun, but there are also a lot more kind of more mellow songs. Right. And I like but, what I like, but, and I, I listen to what I like, and then I don't listen to the stuff that I, I exactly. don't want to listen but with, to. But with somebody like Prince, he's not out there. He, I can't see, I've never seen him like take up a social issue, a political issue, or something like right. that. He does his music. So, he comes out every now and again. He'll, he'll put one out. He'll put out yeah. a show. So he's super religious, but he pretty much keeps that to himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it, that's it, fine, he doesn't right? right exactly so it's 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 i mean and i'm not saying i agree with every every person that comes out on the left either and says oh this is you know what you have to do and who you have to vote for and everything and it, but it, 
I mean, we're ingrained as a people to want everybody to agree. I mean, we all want the people that we like or look up to or are related to or are friends with to all share the same viewpoint so we can have that common ground. So I'm trying to think of some other people that came out like for Tea Party stuff, not even yeah. like like GOP, because I understand you're a millionaire. You want your tax breaks. That's perfectly fine. That's I fine. understand that. But, but I, again, but to I think come it's... out with the with the Tea Party stance is just like just counterproductive. But will you me. stop? Will you stop watching a show? Because of uh, of an actor's political viewpoint. The viewpoint itself, no. Outside actions, maybe. Maybe. Okay. It depends how how bad, honestly. Like, you know, you you killed children? Well, I mean... You know, there's there's a scale. They kill children. They're probably not going to be on the show for very much longer. Yeah, but there's (laughs) reruns. But, but like, the thing but, is, you find out tomorrow that the the dude who plays Sheldon, you find out that he's that he's as religious as his character's mother, yeah. okay, and he feels it that depends. Way it he, depends the level of exposure that that he gives. That is he going to um, show up everywhere and talk about it? Is he going to start a campaign to shut down? You know. The shows that I like, right? You know that is he going to actively work against? Is he going to say, "Oh, well, we can't have Bad Religion releasing more albums, or Faith No More is yeah. an abomination"? You know, you attack the shit I like, then we're going to have a problem. Right. And that's kind of what the Tea Party does. It kind of attacks the shit I like, like the <laughs> safety and health of my children. I don't like that. Yeah. So that's I think the line that I draw where when when someone's personal beliefs. Start to interfere yeah, when they with start my own lifestyle. Way. Yeah, most definitely. That's when I, just, I that's when I, I draw the line. Think that you know if they're you know their job is to entertain me and that's my relationship with them. Um, mm. If they're doing that and they're not bugging me otherwise, I don't care what they do when the show's over. Yeah, really but don't. somebody like like Victoria Jackson. On the other hand, yeah, I fuck, think you know what though she she could disappear tomorrow. She could, but when what? But while she's here. She's spreading false information. She's lying to people. She's getting people to follow her. But like I and said, believe her. also the only reason the only reason she gets any attention is because she was on a TV show twenty five years ago. Right. Okay. And she was in and a movie with Radal Yankovic, which is pretty awesome. But it's also like like Howard Stern. Like, why in the world? What, like, did someone good cancel and she happened? No. To be, you know what? If I like, was booking why, people why for Howard they, Stern, I would have booked her. Why? Like, why give her? Yeah, because she's a whole bucket load of crazy. Exactly. Bring it's her great on. Ratings. You, know, you could probably yeah. get her on the show for. Hey, hey, you know what? We've got some gum. You want some <laughs> gum? I like gum. Yeah. You know. Yeah. With a G, everybody. So, <laughs> as opposed to what. I'm gonna let you figure that one out. Okay. I'm not even anyway, gonna think about it. Honestly, crazy celebrities. Um, let's see. We're at an hour and a half. I think we need to do the second break. I think so. Then we'll come back, and I've got a huge bunch of. You can't see this, but it's a long, big fucking email. I'm gonna put your dick away. <laughs> That's what she said. All right, hold on. Let me see. That was break number one. What the fuck is the second break? Ah, uh, shit, are you kidding me? 
Did I not okay, save does it? Does this mean we have to do our own like battery commercials and stuff like that? Hey, listen outside the cinema because they're really cool and edgy. I can't believe this. I made one. Yeah. No, I really did. Sure. Fuck. It's so interesting to watch the delay between like what's happening live, what's happening uh, on your computer, and then what's happening on my iPad. Yeah. It's like a maybe like as much as fifteen second difference. <laughs> it's fascinating. I'm gonna it's search. It's like I exist in two different places. I'm gonna search the hard drive real quick. Ooh, one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand, four one thousand, five one thousand, six one thousand, oh, seven man. one thousand, eight one thousand, nine oh, one thousand. Here it is. Where did I put it? Oh, I put it in some weird file. One thousand fourteen. Is that? Let me get that. Sixteen. Oh, fuck. All right, everybody. Uh, 20, right back. 21, 22. I'm trying to see what the Finally, delay is. 30 seconds. I get to teach a whole lesson all by myself. And I'm going to teach something relevant, something modern. The oh internet. Oh. <laughs> the internet is really, really great. For porn. I've got a fast connection so I don't have to wait. For porn. What? Always some new site for porn. I browse all day and night for porn. It's like I'm surfing at the speed of light for porn. The internet is for porn. The internet is for porn. What are you doing? Why you think the net was born? Porn, porn, porn. Tracky. Oh, hello, kid monster. You are ruining my song. Oh, me sorry. Me no mean to. Well, if you wouldn't mind, please, being quiet for a minute so I can finish. Okie dokie. Good. I'm glad we have this new technology. For porn. Uh, oh. Which gives us untold opportunity. For porn. Oh, sorry. From your own desktop. For. You can research, browse, and shop. Until you've had enough and you're ready to stop. For porn. The internet is for porn. The internet is for porn. Keep me up all night hugging me. Porn to porn. 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 That's gross. Hey everybody, I just want to take a second and tell you about a new website that is actually really interesting. It's called Beer Giver, B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R dot com. And the whole idea behind this is, is splashed on the front page. It says, oh, someone a beer? Maybe a missed party, birthday, or you lost a bet? No excuses. Time to pay up. Here's how it works. Through Beer Giver, you can buy an individual a drink or a round of drinks. All you need are three pieces of information personalized message, dollar amount, and the person's phone number. The friend will get a text message with a gift code, which is essentially beer money. You show your phone to a bartender at a participating bar, and you have money taken off your bill. Or if you're not at a participating bar, they can forward the money to their PayPal account. So essentially, free beer. This has been started in the Baltimore area. Some of the following bars and restaurants that currently accept Beer Giver are Alewife, Alonzo's, and Loco Ombre. Bad Decisions, 
Bartenders, that's in Canton, Brewer's Cask, Bond Street Social, Dark Horse Saloon, Finnegan's Wake, John Stephen Limited, Langerman's, No Idea Tavern, The Americana, The Hill, Tommy's Downtown Tavern, and the Waterfront Hotel Bar. Honestly, I think this is a fantastic idea, and I really can see this taking off. Check out the website if you live in the area or if you know someone in the area, in the Baltimore area. So it's B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R dot com, Beer Giver. And while you're at it, why don't you follow him on Twitter at Beer Giver, B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R. And of course, you can find him on Facebook, facebook.com slash Beer Giver, B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R. Check it out. Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the the cutting edge of of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, What can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, (laughs) horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one That is one star too many. <laughs> Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Oh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. Uh, I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend... A boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word in the iTunes store. No, really, you're a pervert. Normal people don't sit at home and look at porn on the internet. You have no idea. Ready, normal people? Ready. 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 Let me hear it. The internet is horrible. Sorry, Kate. The internet is horrible. I masturbate.
be. All these guys unzip their flies for porn, porn. The porn, internet is not for porn. porn, porn. Hold on a second. Wow. Now I happen to know for a fact that you, Rod, check your portfolio and trade stocks online. That's correct. And Brian, you buy things on Amazon.com. Sure. And Gary, you keep selling your possessions on eBay. Yes, I do. And Princeton, you sent me that sweet online birthday card. True. Oh, but Kate, what you think he do after? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Internet is for porn. Gross. Internet is for porn. I hate porn. Grab your dick and double click for oh. porn, porn, porn. I hate porn. net. Porn. I'm leaving. Porn. I hate the internet. The internet is for internet is for internet is for porn. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> Grab your dick and double click. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we can't do it. Oh, God. That's fucking <coughs> They beautiful. already came up with it. Uh, so to speak. Avenue Q plays in New York City. Um, uh, that's and I, I think funny. some other places. I'd love to I'd love to see that one day. Uh, that's very funny. It, it, like it doesn't it? It seems ridiculously Stretching. funny. I look less fat. You said uh, that last I, time, too. I know, huh? I yeah. feel better. Nice and, uh, <laughs> fresh. I don't know why I'm doing this. Anyway, I don't know why um, you're doing that either. So we, um, we, I was mentioning a zombie movie that's coming out. I saw a trailer for it. it's called uh, Warm Bodies. It's a really, really interesting idea where this uh, this zombie starts to fall for this girl, and the more that like he uh, sort of develops feelings, he becomes more human, hmm. and then um, other zombies begin to start to get more human then they fight these other demon guys okay it looks really really cool we should find the trailer because it's uh it's really really interesting i think it's a i like um a different take on it that's why i, I enjoyed Shaun of the dead so much but other zombie movies actually really Shaun of the dead me. was very standard the, i but standard that's, zombie but story what was great about it is that it was it was a little bit different. I, but you I have no point funny. of reference. Well, you know, I've seen a couple, and I'm just like, yeah, a oh, whatever. Couple. It's not, There's you know, hundreds. Whatever. I know, but it's just all the same, you know, to me. Anyway, hold on, hold on. Take a look at this Forget. without without saying any numbers out loud. This is our normal amount of downloads. Uh-huh. This is our last two months. Really? That's interesting. Look at that number. Hold on. That's uh. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, seriously. Crazy, huh? What the fuck? I don't know, but see now that's why we gotta we gotta step up our game because there's a lot more people. How the fuck did that happen? I don't know. That's like really downloads. Yeah, really. That's crazy, huh? Fifteen. I know. That's amazing. I know, and half of them are in the chat right now. I know, and the other half are in institutions. Well, yeah, and they they don't have a choice. Wow, that is fucking amazing. (laughs) We. I've double checked it, yes, and that's not even counting like looking at Stitcher and doing all that. So, holy um, shit! Before we get oh, to I'm start dressing, yeah, you should put fucking pants on and underwear. I'm wearing my fucking pants. Just a cock ring and socks doesn't cut it. I've told oh, you about shit, that. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> all right, so um, Will 
Uh, (laughs) My wedding ring also doubles as a cock ring. Uh, Either you have gigantic fingers. (laughs) I don't, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, Will posted something on the page. I told him we would discuss it. Okay. Uh, He says, I apologize for coming in and begging, but I've got less than 24 hours to keep spreading the word about this. We're outside Uh the 24 hours. Oh, no. Is he going to die? He's been kidnapped. No, no. He says, even if you don't have pet reptiles, imagine someone... Reptiles. Imagine someone telling you that if you move, you legally can't bring your dog or cat with you. This is a huge deal to me. Um, he says, if you guys have a few free minutes and live in one of the states that the representatives on the sub- subcommittee are from, please call or email the opposition Do to we? HR 511. Which is what? Well, hold on. It's, I will, I will read about I'm it. I'm eager to know. Okay. This directly affects myself and many of my reptile-keeping friends. I... We'll be glad to explain to anyone who wants to know the hows and whys of the bill, including the real reason behind it and the false data that it's being based on. Um, If the bill passes, I will be unable to move out of the state of Louisiana with a pet I've owned for more than 18 years. It will be a felony for me to bring bring her across state lines. Um, So it's I have I have the rest of it up here. Uh, on Thursday, November 29th at 10.30 a.m., the U.S. House Natural Resources Committee will hold a hearing on <coughs> H.R. 511. The bill known as the Python Ban seeks to add nine constricting snakes to the injurious wildlife list of the Lacey Act. H.R. 511 could restrict import, could restrict import and interstate transport of constrictor snakes through the U.S. The bill's sponsor is Representative... Tom Rooney, uh, Republican from Florida, because you always put that after the name where they're from in their party. Uh, HR 511. In relation to Ed Rooney? No, probably not. Or Ed Mickey. Ed Rooney. Um, HR 511 reported out of the U.S. House Committee on the Judiciary on a voice vote February 2012. HR 511 will be heard by the, natural, the House Natural Resources Committee, Subcommittee on Fisheries, Wildlife, Oceans, and Insular Affairs. On November 29th, which is yesterday. yesterday. Technically yesterday. Uh, the subcommittee chairs Representative John Fleming, uh, a Republican from Louisiana. The hearing will be held in the Longworth House. Let me get down here. Um, so basically what's going on is uh, people are spreading misinformation about snakes. Uh, the... the, um, the um, What's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Let me, let me actually Dangerous. let me let me call up my messages here because he sent me a couple of a uh, couple of links, and I was not prepared for this because we were just listening to the song, and not really, um, <laughs> you know. So I asked him for a couple of um, a couple of things, um, and this is this is um, this is the paranoia uh, part of it. Uh, stopping a Burmese python invasion is what it says. Halting the spread of Burmese pythons out of the Everglades and into nearby conservation lands is the goal of the Python Patrol, a program where regular <laughs> citizens. Exactly, it sounds like a sounds like a seventies black exploitation movie, know. doesn't it? It sounds like porn. Yep, yep. Uh, program where Python regular Patrol citizens meets assbusters are. Oh, are taught to call in snake sightings and wildlife officials are trained to capture the snakes. Uh, as part of the Natural Conservancy's efforts to prevent the spread of breeding population and protect the 
often rare animals these snakes feed on. So basically, it's like they they're call, they're claiming that they're an invasive species. Um, but if they're kept as pets, well, the problem is apparently a bunch of these. Um, let me just let me just go back and um and and double check. Um, Wouldn't it be awesome if they had Sam Jackson as like their spokesperson? Yeah. Um, it's a uh, he, that was supposed to be funnier he, than it. Sorry, I, I was looking something up. I'm sure other people laughed. I just no, they didn't. Um, Maybe they did. I don't know. And in, in, in the message, and in the conversation that we had back and forth, he said, um, "It's annoying if you believe the media. There are Burmese pythons in the Everglades so prevalent that you step on one every hundred yards or something. In reality, the majority of them came from Hurricane Andrew wiping out a breeding facility a while back." not from people turning them loose. And the last two winters were harsh enough that it's estimated that less than 200 of the pythons are still surviving in the Everglades. Uh, in fact, by the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries own statistics, it's something like 8,000 man-hours worked in Florida for every one python encountered. So you, we have a bunch of people that are basically looking like they're doing something when nothing needs to be done. That's weird. Because the, the the snakes, that's not the climate they live in. You know, it's not like they like a, like a python can go to the desert because it's warm. That's not how that shit works. So, not that there's deserts on this side of the continent, but I keep so, looking. So, if anybody has any interest, I'm trying to use the fucking mouse on the laptop. You ever do that before? No. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right, so it's very. I mean, I know, I know that we have some people actually that that have reptiles for pets, um, but it's just like, come on. So, I don't know. Well, that's um, that's kind of crazy. So, yeah, especially that's, after lose a pet like that, that kind of blows. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand getting rid of an invasive species out in the wild, but preventing people that own them responsibly. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't. Know. I I I don't know enough about it. But I told them that we would discuss it and and get the word out to people that this is going to restrict, um, basically the people's ability to you know move or live where they want. Yeah. So. Uh, so All right. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I can only present the information. So uh, before you do that, I dug something out of the archives again that I thought we could play Uh-oh. here. Yeah, ready? Hello, what have we here? This letter has to be very personal. What's that scribbly gook? This is a fan letter. Okay, fine. I'll just let it go to voicemail. It's listener feedback wow, time. Yeah, we haven't had that in a long time. I told you we, I was going to try and do a fucking professional show. No, this is good. This is almost like real. It is if we, had, if we had a bigger room. If we had a, yeah. I don't know. I don't think this one's too bad, actually, because no, I, I do this real quick. It's... Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I have to move a little bit more this way unless we turn the camera a little bit. Well, we'll, we'll work on it. I mean, I'll yeah. find something to stick it on. Ah, dirty. All right, so this one is called Worker Protection, and it is sent from Rich. Rich sent from his iPad. Ooh, fancy. All right, so hi, guys. You should be reading it on your iPad. I know, right? 
Hi, guys. Want to write in on a subject raised this last show, the DOL, Department of Labor, uh-huh. and Worker Protection in the U.S. I usually agree with Frank. Hey, I never hear that. No, you don't. Um, on this one, he's wrong, though. Oh, <laughs> I've been working in HR on both the generalist and recruiting side for over 10 years now. And if there's one thing I've learned is that workers in the U.S. have near zero protection of any kind. Mm. Frank asked how often people are fired merely because their boss doesn't like them. Even though the question was more <coughs> rhetorical than not, I can answer and it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, in my current company alone, we have one department run by a guy who is in the eternal good graces of the owners and turnover is – uh, and his turnover is over 60% on average. Sounds are, familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. People are routinely praised one day and recommended for termination the next. Oh, the only constant seeming to be those he wants to fire. Uh, don't go out to dinner with him at, enough anymore. A couple of women in the department have gotten pregnant. And after literally years of acceptable uh, of acceptable to glowing reviews, uh, once they file for maternity leave, all of a sudden they have reviews. Uh, their reviews go through the floor, though interestingly enough, these massive drops in their performance is never manifest in actual individual or department metrics or anything. In over a decade, I can honestly say I've seen that the majority of both hire and termination decisions are most routinely based on cover-your-ass actions of a manager as opposed to actual honest evaluation of performance or potential performance. Yeah, none of this is a surprise to me at this point. And the Department of Labor isn't going to do shit for most people. Right. True. Keep in mind the majority of employers in the U.S. are small to mid-sized companies. It's the Walmarts and large chains of the world that worry about labor laws. Most employers aren't even aware of the laws, and those that are simply ignore them will hire lawyers to at least assess their risks accurately and to protect them should something come up, which it usually doesn't because it costs you more to argue your case than you'd get if you won. Right, and then you argue your case, and then they actively try to create a paper trail to fire you anyway. Uh, you can't really <laughs> blame the Department of Labor for this. They have limited manpower like everyone else and have to choose their battles, and it makes more sense for them to go after larger-scale system uh, systemic abuses than one asshole employer who doesn't pay a couple of people overtime. However, most people with issues dealing with those small companies, small to mid-sized employers, not Walmart. You don't work in HR for long before you realize your job isn't very complicated. You just try and stop as many stupid, immoral, unethical, and outright illegal actions as possible. But there's only so much you can do, and the laws will not protect most people. A good example that's recent is the storms that hit uh, hit us in New York and New Jersey. Yep, You'll find a great many employees were open for business on those days, even though there was no mass transit and the roads were officially closed. Closed by massive trees and live electrical lines in many instances. You see, the law says that if a business is open, then employers don't have to pay hourly workers who are scheduled and they can force salaried workers to either take vacation or sick time or make up the hours elsewhere. Yeah, I However, know I know I know of a place um maybe that, you know, directly affects the income and bill paying ability of this house that makes you use vacation time when they close for emergencies. Oh, that blows. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, but everybody's too afraid to stand up and say, hey, that shit ain't right. Yeah. Well, because. What do you mean I only get a half hour job. for lunch? Where's the rest of my paid break time? That kind of crap. Yeah. Anyway. However, if the business closes, well, they still don't have to pay hourly workers. They can't dock salary. People are forced makeup time. Nor can they force people to take vacation or sick time to cover the closing. So you had a myriad of businesses on the days of the storm that were, quote, open with minimal staff and little to no work getting done at all for the simple reason that they stood more to gain by docking people for paid time off and not paying hourly staff. 
The protections in Europe are different than most people think as well, but they're much better. Uh, my company, we're starting to have lots of issues with our U.S. employees because they're starting to get wind of the benefits our U.K. employees get, and they ain't happy about it. <clears throat> different country, different rules. There's not much yeah. you can do except petition your employer to change it, right? When we first expanded into the U.K., it was thought it was going to be an employment law nightmare. The thing is, it's easy to file people there, at least with uh, the first year or so. You see, after you've been working there a year or more in the U.K., they figure if your manager should have done their job by then and if you were not a good employee – fired you and replaced you. It's only after that time period that protections kick in and they have to justify a termination beyond what would be considered a standard cover-your-ass level approach here in the U.S. Huh. Now, the managers realize it is their job to truly justify a termination with relevant data should they need to do one. Well, yeah, that should happen with every termination, exactly. but it doesn't. And when you look at the general list of do's and don'ts for employees, employers there, it's all basically related to performance as it should be. Drug testing in the U.K., for example, is problematic. I don't know a single employer in the U.S. who doesn't do it. In the U.K., it's a no-no unless there's a safety aspect to the job. Here in the U.S., we've built an entire industry out of not hiring and firing people because they toke up occasionally. Uh, if it's not justified by performance and or safety, your employer's private lives are just that, private. Hmm. You unions, would think that, but we've seen way too many examples of somebody posting a picture on Facebook that has nothing to do with right. their job and they get fucking fired for it. The unions in Europe are also vastly different from what they have here in the U.S. I have a cousin in the Netherlands, not exactly capital paradise, whose company refuses to work in the northeastern U.S. because the union's too unreasonable in their view. Huh. You know your labor situation is out of hand when the fucking Dutch think you're being unreasonable. <laughs> oh, the Dutch. Um, in Holland, as my cousins explained it, there's a central contract that all employers and unions have to honor, but anything beyond what's guaranteed in that contract has to be bargained for between all three parties, employers, employees, and unions. There as here, I believe, it's some legal, it's some legal standing given to the unions to give them a boost in the negoci negotiation, negotiating position. But that aside, they have to comp compete for business from both employees and employers. Here in the U.S., your job can be and often is terminated due to capricious and even malevolent reasons. And since many people think the government is here to protect them, even though it doesn't, the yeah. issue isn't addressed. Technically, there's nothing stopping you from negotiating your own employment contract with Golden Parachute included, just like any CEO would. But since the majority of us aren't upper-upper-level management types who do this regularly and it isn't cost-effective for us to hire a lawyer to do it for us, and since we're competing for jobs against a bunch of people who have abdicated this responsibility to the Department of Labor, yeah. which is essentially just a lobbying arm for the nation's employers, we're all kind of fucked. Sorry to finish on a down note. All the best to you and your families, as always, Rich. Thank you. No, that Thank was, you, that was good. Well I like that. Thank you. It's sad, but I like that, that you took the time to explain all that to us. Hey, before you go on, um, yes. I have a headline here. All right. Eric Hartsberg plans to remove tattoo from face. Okay, big deal, right? Okay. He's the one that tattooed the R. He's the Mitt Romney face tattoo guy well he's a fucking idiot the indignities of losing a presidential race don't stop on election night since november 6 mitt romney has seen his facebook followers dwindle and his merchandise landed in the discount bin now a professional wrestler with a romney ryan logo facial tattoo is planning to remove it calling romney's post-campaign performance pretty shameful i would say his pre-campaign and campaign performance as well 
Yeah, Ann's not happy about his performance either. Oh, Bazinga. Eric Hartsberg told Politico, the final straw came when the former GOP presidential candidate attributed his loss to President Barack Obama's gifts to minorities. Hey, the guy's actually got some ethics. <laughs> I'll give him that. It stands not only for a losing campaign, but for a sore loser, Hartsburg said. He's pretty shameful as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he's, he's pretty shameful as far as I'm concerned, man. Okay, that's why I got confused because people don't usually... Uh, in in articles, there's no dignity in blaming someone else for buying votes and paying people off. I can't get behind that or stay behind that. Hartsburg, who said he hoped the five by two inch tattoo would make politics more fun, had initially resigned himself to keeping the mark. I'm the guy who has egg all over his face, but instead of egg, it's a big Romney Ryan tattoo. It's there for life, he told Politico after the election, saying he was a man of his word. But the 30-year-old is now planning to fly to L.A. to have the tattoo removed, a year-long process. He hasn't ruled out getting another tattoo, maybe in 2016, when the R could do double duty for a potential Marco Rubio candidacy, he said. Or maybe, he said, he'll just get a yard sign next time. You know what? It's nice to see a follow-up and to see the guy is, like, not... I mean, okay, he had a moment, actually like four hours worth of being stupid, sitting there getting that tattooed on his temple. Yeah. But for him to actually point to a real legitimate reason yeah. as to why he would have it removed, okay, uh, my opinion of you has gone up. Not that it matters to him, but I have that's not bad. still have no opinion of him. Whatever. Yeah. All right, uh, we have one here from Na about the Alamo Draft House. Just very quickly, wait staff is more distracting than latecomers. That story we did about okay. Alamo Draft House um, not allowing latecomers to. I could see how that is because doesn't so, um, Revered actually does that? People will come through and they will ask you if yeah. you wanted anything else. But once the trailers start, they get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, so, they're, they're not too bad. I have I've noticed yeah, that. Yeah, I a bunch of people did call me out though for um, trying to uh, like we stayed on that topic for a while. Last week was I, I, I want to say last week was kind of unfocused. I think was it? Well, I don't remember we I was came drunk. We came back from um, from doing all the election stuff, and then we got the camera. Yeah, we got all set up, and then like we forgot to do a show. Yeah. Um, so this week, I hope, is a little more focused. We have breaks and, like, shit and all that. Look at that. Um, but um, everybody says it's frozen and they're getting a bunch of lag. Um, so mm. talk. Just let's do this <laughs> more. So um, what the fuck was I talking about? I don't know. I'm going to go on no, to no, the next No, no, hold on, hold on. No, I, no, I, you I, were talking about Alamo Drafthouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so people were, were saying that, about that for a while. We, it, it, it's not a fair comparison to discuss what a small chain with with a few screens is doing compared to, to um, multiplexes. Yeah, that's what this email um, talks about a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I want to say, but to be fair, all we know is multiplexes. That's true. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm in a little theater now, and I ran a small. That's true. Theater, and I did so. work in a. I did work in a two yeah. screen and a three screen. But I mean, the the last. I mean, you you. I can't compare something from 1988. Yeah, that's true. To uh to now, it's a different mindset. But go ahead. All right, this one is from James the Dork, a uh, very frequent writer of notes. Yes, regarding the Alamo. Well. Uh, Alamo Draft House is not AMC. 
I don't have one near me, but I get the impression it's an art house kind of place. As I said on Facebook, it's not a place that's trying to pack in bodies, which is why they can get away with this no seating policy. I'd okay. be shocked if the draft house even runs trailers. And if it does, it's probably for old 70s groundhouse flicks or movies relevant to the feature you're about to see. I'd love to hear from uh, you serious fans that have been to the Alamo uh, that know more about this. Yeah. Regardless, though, this is not a policy AMC or any of the big chains would ever have or need or interest in pursuing because it doesn't make make doesn't make them extra money. You're basically comparing your local steakhouse's methods to those of McDonald's, different clientele with different expectations. I'll give you that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, that being said, this for me harkens back to how things were in nicer theaters when I was younger. Uh Today when theaters – oh, the days when theaters had ushers that helped you find a seat in a packed house and asked people to leave uh, when they were fucking up my movie-going experience. <laughs> movie theaters today are cattle cars. That's why I pretty much never go to see yeah. films in theaters anymore. Angela gets the bug and forces me to go uh, now and then. But if it's left up to me, I'll wait for the DVD. To answer your question, I think it's absolutely getting worse. If you went to the first-run theater in the 80s or 90s around here – Talking was not tolerated. Putting your feet on the seats was not tolerated. And generally being disrupted was dealt with. Now these shitheads making six bucks an hour could give a fuck less if you play Angry Birds through an entire film. Yeah. This may be all uh, This may be all my feedback for the week. I still have an hour left in the show. <laughs> I think that's all we got from them. So. Yeah, that was it. But that, that definitely, I mean, I know we have some crossover between us and a bunch of movie podcasts out there, the cinema general, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that this is the kind of thing that hits home and does generate feedback for us, as you can tell. Um, but yeah, the attitude from from the time, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, Star Trek Two, like yeah. the movies I remember seeing, Dune, that kind of stuff, um, and that's even that's like mid eighties. But like, even when I would go on dates, it's like everybody just you just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I. I hate to get into this whole thing of generational type stuff, but I mean, there were the strict parents in the in the fifties, which led to more relaxed parenting in the sixties, which led to stricter parenting in the seventies, and then there yeah. was a generation of parents that just didn't give a shit at all, right? And then there were the nineties <laughs> where they paid too much attention to the kids, and then there's there were the two thousands, which are kind of a weird helicopter. Everything's bad for my kid. Kind of, I don't know. So you have all these my kids are perfect. fucking brats. But like my my girls, they go to the theater, and because I work in a movie theater, and like I understand what it is, and I want them to experience the quote unquote magic right. of going to the movies. You know, you go and the movie starts, and you shut up. Oh, and you know what though? I got to tell you, my kids, they when they like when we'll go and like bring their friends or something like that. They will tell their friends. Yeah. Shh. Yeah. The the movie's on. I'm, you know I'm they'll perfectly... even use because I'll joke around sometimes. <clears throat> I'll you know like especially when we watch a DVD at home or something like that. Right. Somebody starts talking, be like, "Hey, wait for the commercial." Yeah. You know. But then I've heard them like Cole has said that to some of his friends who are starting to talk during the movie. He'd be just like, "Hey, just wait for the commercial, okay?" Right. And be like, "There is no commercial." Exactly. Yeah, shut shut up. the fuck up. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, and then at the end of the movie, they're really good about taking their shit out of there and throwing the throw, throwing their all their trash away. Yeah. And I, I've seen Olivia at times, just like, just hey, gra just grab your cup and grab that. And let's go. They're yeah. not obnoxious about it. It's not a big deal. It's just right. like, 
just this, this thing. And now, yeah. to the point where some of like her, you know, the kids' closer friends who come to the movies with us often, we go to a lot of movies, you right. know. Um, it's just they just they just do it. They just know, and they're yeah. they're well behaved, <laughs> and they get it, yeah. you know. And um, and I, I think that you know, in a kids' movie, there's you know, you have there's a little less expectation. Of, I mean, of you, quiet, you but, knew the, you like, knew the difference a, between Usher and a uh, like like Star Wars at you know nine o'clock at night and ushering Finding Nemo at noon. Yeah, exactly. You know? But there's also, <clears throat> um, but now I mean, Olivia's getting older. She's getting to see you know other you know movies that aren't necessarily kids' movies. She saw Perks of Being a Wallflower. You know, she saw the last you know Twilight movie. Yeah. So she's. She's she's a, you know, we've brought her up to be a good moviegoer, a respectful she's, human being exactly. is what it yeah, really exactly. is. Yeah. See, I think I think that, and I'm just talking on my ass because I I did no research on this at all, so I'm just going to make shit up right now. Right. Um, I think there's a generation of kids that have been so closely watched and guarded by their parents to be safe and polite and everything. Once they get away from them, they're just going to act like fucking well, wild I think animals. There's, there's a whole like... And I'm saying of, this from experience. Well, the kids that we used to kick out of the theater, there was this whole entitled, like they could do no wrong. I mean, how many times... Yeah. Oh my God, how many times did I get... I'd kick a kid out of a theater and an hour later, I'd be hearing from Tara that, uh, did you kick some kids out of their parents? Call. They're gonna come in. I'm like, good. Ask good. them. Send them the bagels. fuck in. I'll be here. They can, I can tell. Get them my steel toe. How many boots. different ways their little fucker called me an asshole because yeah. he couldn't shut the fuck up. Bring them. I yeah. don't know how many times I would meet parents out on the curb when they were picking up their kids. <laughs> Mom, was, you kicked me out. Would you like to hear why? There was there was a kid, fuck and this them. is this is this is bit learned behavior, right? This little like I would say between twelve and fifteen year old kid. Because I don't know. I can't yeah. judge boys' ages, you know. I can't judge a girl's age until they're like 25. Are you 14 <laughs> or 20? I have no fucking idea anymore because I don't care because I'm married and 40, you know. I haven't said that out loud lately. Um, but I was I was outside smoking, and this kid walked by, and he said, smoking's bad for your health. And I said, hey, hey, kid, come here. You know what else is bad for your health? <laughs> and I leaned in real fucking close, which means I had to almost bend over completely <laughs> to his face. I said, "I said, you know what else is bad for your health? Telling other people what to do. Shut the fuck up and get out of here. <laughs> and he turned white because, you know, I was twice the size yeah. of him. But I used to love fucking around with these stupid little shit. What got me is when they'd be in the lobby and they're just sort of fucking around. And um, I'm going through the lobby. And as a kid, you know, you know, bunch of popcorn falls on the floor. Uh, they throw it at each other. I'm yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. You you saw it. You oh were yeah. Probably there. I go over and go. Here you go. It'll make that easier to clean that. I up. was sitting I behind guest services. I lean back and put my feet up. <laughs> I'm like, I'll wait till they're done. Or the kids have poured the salt out. Oh yeah. All over the place. Yeah. Just go ahead. This old here's here's a broom. Here's a butler. Do clean you, it up. There was one. Fuck there that. was there was one little 15 year old punk who like just was loud and obnoxious and everybody was complaining about him so i think i escorted him out with you probably and um he like kept like jerking towards me as he was talking <laughs> and it's like really and, and i said all right you're you're gonna leave and he said well my mo my mother's a lawyer and i'm gonna call her i said yeah and if you slipped your mother would be a nurse i don't give a shit <laughs> and and he said don't make me i said don't make you do what you're half the size of me. I could rip you in half if I wanted to. Move. 
And like, what do you say to that? How many times did we stop a movie? Because Twice. We stopped <laughs> and we almost didn't start Eight Mile once because oh. some fucking bitch wouldn't move. Oh my God. And I only say that because she was. Yeah. I ain't moving. And really? I don't know why I did the black voice because she was white. <laughs> but it's like, you're not going to move? What did we say to him? Oh, you're not going to move? I'm sure the 314 other people in this theater are going to tell you to move when I announce to them that we're not starting the film. <laughs> Until you move. Okay, and, and, and everybody started, move! <laughs> okay, everybody, we're not going to start this movie until this gr- whole row yeah. leaves. Or you can help them leave. Whichever. Yeah. They get up and march out. There was, there was, oh, there was, the there, remember the group of three kids uh, that started in like 2002. They were like 14 years old. They came in and they were super polite. And they're like, hey, we just, we, we've been playing Resident Evil like forever. And we just, we just want to watch it. I mean, it, the, the movie has nothing different than the games. And I think it was you and me again, because <laughs> we skirted every fucking rule in the place. And we said, you know what? Here you go. go. Because you were polite and you asked and yeah. you didn't try to pull shit on us. If you fuck up and we get called in that theater for you, you're never coming back in here. Yeah. And every time they would come in, they would wave and say hi. Yeah. And they were always polite. Yeah. My favorite was the drunk kid that yelled at Sandy. You remember the drunk kid no, that yelled I don't at Sandy? This. Sandy was this uh, uh, just totally quiet, unassuming Chinese girl that worked with us. Like, yeah. So she was like. Very pretty. And just like stone faced. Yeah. Right? When you hear her from across the lobby say, What the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> You're like, Oh, <laughs> shit. It's going down. Son, you done poke the tiger. It was me, Curtis, Ty, Ton. You were there. Tom was there. Every And I was the manager on duty. Right? And I'm like, Oh, shit, I got to deal with this. I have to write And the this. kid was drunk, right? So I walk out, and I, and I say to Sandy, I'm like, is there a problem? He's like, he's saying stuff to me. I'm like, all right, time for you to go. And the kid's drunk. He's 14 years old, and he's yeah. drunk. And uh, his friend's apologizing up and down. I'm like, no, nah, it's too late. You, there's, there's no point in apologizing. His friend was like stone cold sober, <laughs> right? Terrified. I said, I said you're going to have to leave. He said, I have tickets. You can't make me leave. I said, well, actually I can because you're causing a disturbance and you're creating a hostile work environment for my employees. I have tickets. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's start over. What movie are you seeing? What what theater are you going to be in? Let me let me see your ticket and and, I, and, and I'll let you know cuz he he didn't know. He's like, I don't I'm like, let me see your tickets. I put them in my pocket. I said, you don't have tickets. Get out. And the look of confusion <laughs> that crossed over this kid's face. Like, he was like, what? I had tickets. Where did they go? This was supposed to be a movie night. Yeah. Was, and, uh, the, and the friend was. And I then then this. the kid like tried to. He almost got violent. And that's when I noticed the 13 people behind me laughing at him. <laughs> I'm like you. You gotta go. You just and I think at that point you said you better get your friend out of here before somebody kills him. Yeah. But that was that was like <sighs> that was one of my favorite things. My the other favorite dealing with a drunk person was um this um this girl came up to guest services and she wanted to use a coupon for her popcorn. 
It was like half off or right. it was a free small or something like that. And she didn't have it with her. But she wanted to use the coupon. And she was drunk. And I said, um, hold on, let me just make sure I have this absolutely right because I don't wanna I don't wanna make a mistake. I wanna, you know, of course, give right. you the best customer, blah 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 blah. I said, you would like a free popcorn, and in exchange for that, you're going to tell me that you have a coupon at home that says you can have a free popcorn. Yeah, I forgot it at home. I'm sorry, I can't do that because I need something in the records to show why we gave a free one away. Oh, you're just not going to do it because you're a racist because I'm black. And I turned to the the officer on duty who was standing right next to her, yeah. laughing at her. And I said, "Dude, seriously, you know me. Take care of that." And he escorted her right out of the building. I don't give a shit what color you are if you're a fucking moron. Oh, I had these I had these kids, oh. and I took them out of a theater. And then the kid tried to like tried to talk his way through, and I just looked at him. I just shh. And he goes, "No, no, 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 no. shh." <laughs> And his girlfriend's with him and his other friends with him. Yeah. And he's just, and I said, you need to leave. And every time I saw that girl again, she'd walk by. She'd just look at me and go, shh. (laughs) We had the the 501st there in the uh, the Rebel Legion for us. That was the best. And uh, we have a video out there. What's yeah, that we do. telling us? Oh, that's on the laptop telling me that okay. my battery power is running low. Uh, all right. And, yeah, we um, should, there's a good there's a there's a link to that on we can uh There is, there is, YouTube. but it doesn't show this story. But the Jedi, the dude that was dressed up like a Jedi that that is is the crux of this story. He is in the video. Yeah. Because some fucking wife beater wearing douchebag came into the lobby mm. and started making fun of this guy because he was dressed like a Jedi. Yeah, and he's there, and he's doing actual charity fundraising yeah. work for us. And the dude makes fun of him. And I made a promise to these people when they came into the building that we would do our best to right. ensure their safety and yeah. you know to create a happy environment for them to be in. And I hear about this, and the dude bought his tickets for Sith. It's like you're going to see a movie about Star Wars, and you're making fun of a dude dressed like a Jedi. You are three quarters <laughs> of the way there because it's opening day. And and I'm like you you gotta go, and they both started arguing with me. And then from out of nowhere, this the, I mean, clips the yep. shadow <laughs> shows up behind me, and Alfonso who was protected really he protected guy. everybody. But imagine me, eight inches taller and Samoan, <laughs> right? He walks up and he's like, "Is there a problem?" I'm like, "I'm not sure. There might be because this guy won't leave." Yeah, and I'm the manager, and. <laughs> He's he's just regular floor staff. Yeah. And the two of us look at this guy and we're like, is there a problem? <laughs> and he I left. Remember that. Oh. oh, the good old days. I had two two drunk people. It's always the drunk people. I had two drunk people argue with me that no tickets were sold for the for a movie. So they could go in for free because no tickets were sold. And I said, that's impeccable logic, except for the fact that you are here to see this movie. So, in fact, since you are here to see this movie, you would have to purchase tickets to go see it. So, therefore, tickets would be sold, so you would still have to buy tickets. And they kept arguing with me, and they said, you know why you're here working at night? I said, because it's, it's a fair exchange in hours between me and the rest <laughs> of the managers. And, but my real response was, well, it's to keep idiots like you out of theaters. <laughs> 
because you're drunk and you got to go. And Alfonso's just walking by, yeah. and he hears all this, and they're trying to tell me that I'm like going nowhere in life, blah, blah, uh, blah. And I'm like, you guys are drunk trying to sneak into a movie on a Tuesday, a Tuesday night. night. It's <laughs> like, come on. And Alfonso's like, is there a problem here? I said, get these two fucking morons out of the theater. It's the only time I ever swore in front of a customer. And Karen gave me shit about that the next day. She was the For best. hours. She didn't talk about it at all. That's Big, long worst. email explaining what was going on. And I'm like, I lost my cool. I swore at them. So they swore at me first. I know that doesn't make it right. Eight and a half hours go by the next day. <laughs> All she says to me later is, just don't do that again. Like, you're such a conniving asshole. Oh, she would do and that. I have so much She'd respect for you for doing that. Uh, so we're at, wow, we're at 219. Oh, my God. We got to cut this shit down. All right. Um... How do we go so long? We just can't shut up. I don't know. I don't know, but it's time for this. Let's Jeez. let's give them what they want. Uh-oh. <laughs> Last rites with Reverend Scott. <laughs> Nervous. Ugh, again, really? This? <laughs> hey there, Chris and Frank. It's time once again for your favorite part of your own show. Really? Who are you? God, it's only been a week. This is Reverend Scott, and I'm back again with another segment of Last Rites. Look how he made another one. Good for him. You're welcome, Chris. <laughs> out of here we don't need your shit well if you feel that way maybe i should do something a bit different this week <coughs> what the fuck's going on kind of creepy <laughs> i'm gonna play for you an old segment i sent to you 111 episodes oh, ago shit. this came in at episode 114 and if my math is correct which it often isn't that's over two years ago Jesus, I've been doing this shit for over two years? It's like, wait a minute, how did that happen? (laughs) Oh, he's a fucking idiot. So as quickly as this began, it's going to end to play this archive segment. Ha <laughs> ha, tease. Don't worry, Chris. This is a good one. This will remind you of last week's segment where I dealt with the crazy oh, GOP lady. Scott just is teasing me all over the place. So. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds yeah. dirty. I have to warn you, though, this is back before I was a seasoned veteran at my craft. So, even if it's not up to the quality that you're used to by now, I don't really give a shit. I'm just going to have to fucking deal with it. Um, That's because you're a cold-hearted bastard. And without further ado, here we go. Hey there, Chris and Frank. It's Barack Obama, and I hate America. Oh, just kidding. It's actually Reverend Scott. He sounds so I didn't down. mean to trick you like that. But I was just checking if you were following my seventh commandment of not listening to politicians. <laughs> See how important that one is now? Now, I was thinking about whether or not to send in another voicemail to the show this week. Needless to say, it was the easiest decision I've made since I denied my mom as a friend on Facebook. <laughs> so here I am. I must say it was eerie how you two talked about Emma Stone, not only mentioning her actual role in the Spider-Man movie, but her hair color as well. Then my voicemail plays repeating the exact same info. 
Effectively making me sound like Libby Libtard. <laughs> I enjoyed the music last week on the show from James's band, Art of War. I'm currently in works with him on a worldwide tour with my band, Socialist Fuckstick. <laughs> I don't know how many bookings yet, but I'm hopeful. We could call it the Homo Enabler Tour 2010. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but that's the glory of it. We could sell t-shirts. Imagine hundreds of people running around with t-shirts that say Homo Enabler on the back. Anyways, before I go, pray for Margaret, that crazy Christian lady from the Trading Spouses. You know, I may be Reverend Scott, but I'm not a Christian. Not a Christian! Excuse me? This is dork savage. Hey now, I poke fun at some people and talk about some crazy stuff. But I've never... Tampering in dark sided stuff! No! Yes, yes! Everything I pray about is all in good fun. It... Everything's ungodly! Dork sided! Dork sided? No way. I know what you're doing. You get hypnotized. Are you serious? You can't be talking about me. You did come to my mind. How did you even get in my house? Entire house! Is dork sided. Leave me alone. I'm trying to read this. This is tainted. I don't want it. Whatever it is, it's tainted. It's my script, you fucking psycho bitch. <laughs> what the fuck do you think you're doing? Because I'm the warrior. I ask all the questions. Maybe I have a question. Are you stalking me? Huh? Putting ideas in my head? I planted that seed and I will see the harvest. I'm about to plant buckshot in your brain. I'm a god warrior? Did logic dictate that? Everybody would look back at everything I've been saying and preaching and praying and saying. I've been the saying power I am a spiritual warrior. I am a spiritual warrior. I'm just to walk out there. Bitch. <laughs> oh I gotta God. clean up. <laughs> See you guys. Peace out. Are you serious? <laughs> Stupid nonsense that nobody else would give a shit about. <laughs> Tease. <laughs> that was two uh, years ago? Uh huh. Libby Libtard was two years oh, ago? Oh man, I love that Libby Libtard. That's when we used to read the um, the hate mail to the Daily Coast because it was just so that was fucking two funny. Two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. How about that, huh? How the fuck was that two years ago? Uh, I don't know. Time goes by. Time goes by. What are we doing with our lives? We're doing this. Oh, pretty Jesus. much, right? So, got the end of the show here. Yes, so. It's, uh, are you serious podcast at gmail.com? Think a lot of stuff. And you guys can still go to are you serious podcast.com, click the tab on the right hand side, and uh, send us a voice message uh, with just the microphone on your computer. I think they're working on a mobile version of that, which would be fantastic. I hope so. So, uh, next week, episode 225. And I think my laptop just died. So, have a great week, folks. Yeah, maybe we'll get some of this crap up on YouTube. Bye.
you still there? But we begin tonight with the attacks on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi, Libya. It was a tragic situation where American lives were lost. And in the three months since the attack, legitimate questions of adequate embassy security, America's overall efficacy in fighting the war on terror, and the intricate dance twixt national security confidentiality and the public's right to know have all been distilled down, thrown out, and replaced with this one urgent conclusion concerning current U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Susan Rice. I will do everything in my power to block her from being the United States uh, Secretary of State. She's not qualified. That's Senator John McCain continuing his seven-year quest to negate every good thing he'd ever done prior to that. <laughs> this time leading the charge to preempt an as-of-now hypothetical Obama nomination for Secretary of State to replace Hillary Clinton. Why? Because five days after the Benghazi attacks, Susan Rice went on the Sunday talk shows and said this. The best assessment we have today is that, in fact, this was not a pre-planned, premeditated uh, attack. That what happened initially was that it was a spontaneous uh, reaction to what had just transpired in Cairo uh, as a consequence of the video. We know that that's wrong now. <laughs> and we now know that many in the Obama administration knew immediately that that statement was wrong, that the attackers were not angry film critics. But <laughs> Al-Qaeda, or one of Al-Qaeda's double-A teams, the Ansar al-Sharia mudhens. <laughs> so Susan Rice met yesterday with Senators McCain, Graham, and Ayotte to clear the air. How'd that go? Ambassador Rice, I think, does not do justice to the reality at the time, and in hindsight, clearly was completely wrong. We are significantly troubled by many of the answers that we got and some that we didn't get concerning evidence that was overwhelming leading up to the attack on our consulate. Here's the deal. They may be right. Though on the scale of public misstatements, Rice's comments seem to fall more towards the embarrassing evidence of institutional disorganization. <laughs> End of the scale. But here's the thing. These two don't get to be the ones to self-righteously get angry about this. They're upset she may have passed bad intel, wittingly or un, to the American people. Remember these two from a decade ago? Saddam Hussein continues to acquire, amass, and improve on his arsenal of weapons of mass destruction. He continues to, acquire, to attempt to acquire a nuclear weapon. These are all well-known facts. Let's act now to get rid of a tyrant who's abused and killed his own people, who is procuring weapons of mass destruction, substantial evidence to that effect. I remember all that from their hit blog, old guys who unnecessarily get us into wars. <laughs> of course, it's probably not a one-to-one -one comparison. Unfortunately, that's not really fair. It's not a one-to-one -one comparison, because while Susan Rice admitted to the error within weeks, these two still refuse to acknowledge that invading a country based on information from a source named Curveball <laughs> was actually considered a pretty idea by many at the time. If only we had a more direct comparison uh, to make here, sort of a one-to-one, -one, like another high-ranking government official passing what they knew at the time was misleading intelligence to the American public on a Sunday news show also in line to become Secretary of State and, and, and was African-American and a woman and let's say her name was also Rice. <laughs> That'd be something. We do know that there have been shipments going into Iran, for instance, uh, into Iraq, 
uh, for instance, of aluminum tubes that really are only suited to uh, high-quality aluminum tubes that are only really suited for uh, nuclear weapons programs, uh, centrifuge programs. She knew that was bull at the time. <laughs> what would a John McCain or Lindsey Graham say about a woman like that's qualifications for Secretary of State? To attack her personally is way over the line because she mm -hmm. is our face and voice to the world. And uh, you doing, you're not doing any American any good by sending her off with such labels. But uh, I think it is very clear that Condoleezza Rice is a person of integrity. And yes, I, th I see this uh, some lingering bitterness over the, a very tough campaign. I hope it, it dissipates soon. Oh, I'm sure it will. I mean, what kind of crotchety, grand Torino-ish old <laughs> would be completely unable to get over a simple campaign loss? It's unimaginable. <laughs> so why is McCain doing this? Well, the Congressional Black Caucus representative, Marsha Fudge, that's right, you heard me. <laughs> Marsha. Actually, Congresswoman, Congresswoman Fudge is one of our nation's most hardworking and, I can only assume, delicious congresspeople. <laughs> she had a theory about Ambassador Rice. Anytime something goes wrong, they pick on women and minorities. Come on now. I have a real issue with that. Susan Rice's comments didn't send us to Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Somebody else's did. I'm probably not the most educated person in this house. You're an attorney. But I'm close. Just go on and hate on. But look in the mirror and hate yourself, not the people who do this work. Thank you. First of all, why isn't every press conference like that? A press conference infused with life and emotion. She just turned the House of Representatives into Tyler Perry's House of Representatives. The only problem is... The only problem is, I think they might be wrong. Mm -hmm. That's right, that's right. Mm -hmm. With all due respect, I humbly disagree with the caucus. With all due respect, he humbly disagrees with the caucus. That's, mm -hmm. that's not... John, that's not what we're doing. That's, you just repeated what I said. Yeah, I'm, I'm just repeating what he says. Mm-hmm, I do it. I do it. John, can I help I do here? It. Yeah, okay. Jessica, could you please? Yeah, I come from black churches, yeah. and it's not about repeating something. It's about feeling something you gotta feel it yeah you can't force it it's a call and response yeah you gotta make it seem like you're paying attention when really you're not that's right <laughs> hey i did not hear a word you said oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you don't think i get this believe me have you guys ever seen the houses of parliament in britain that place is the whitest black church you've ever seen you'll be following in the footsteps of margaret thatcher All right, I love it. Listen, now, I'm not saying that the controversy over Ambassador Rice doesn't have race as an ingredient. Mm -hmm. Come on now, come on. But only in the same way that race and sexism play a subtly corrosive part in nearly all of our discourse. Oh, preach! Tell the truth. That's right. That's right. The Congressional Black Caucus, including the beautifully named Representative Fudge. Oh, the Fudge. Fudge. <laughs> so much fudge. Not that fudge. Not that fudge. Really, they fudge it out. They get excited about fudge. They're, uh, mm -hmm. The fudge. Mm -hmm. But see, they're just 
the Congressional Black Caucus is just trying to put McCain and Graham's incoherent attack on Susan Rice in a coherent frame. This isn't racism or sexism. No, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. It's indiscriminate bile, meaning it does not discriminate. No, it don't. Now, I'm probably not the most educated person on Comedy Central. No, because that would be called bad. Yeah, you right, know well. that's right. Although, probably the second, and probably the that's the South Park guys. Probably the third. I think I'm the third. No, there's two of them. I'm the fourth. I'm the fourth. No, don't forget my boy Tosh. I'm the fifth. Y'all, 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 Oh, yeah, there's been spun out of their control real quick, didn't yeah, they? God, real yeah. quick. With the just, quickness. Mm -hmm. Jessica, how, how do you stop hype crews by any chance? You don't. John, this train is gone. Toot, toot, chugga, chugga. You can't stop it. You can't stop Come on, man. Come on. Uh, rolling. We'll be right back. Come on, now. That's all you get, jerks.